Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to RL Aftershock, the show that used to be the longest-running independent podcast for everything that is Rocket League esports in the European scene. But as you're about to find out this week, we're not going to be talking much about EU, as a matter of fact. Fuck me. So much has gone down across the world of Rocket mm. League, man, in the last two weeks. And yes, we did have a break a couple of weeks ago. Whoops. Just knocking shit over on my desk. Yes, we did have a break a couple of weeks ago, obviously. Some big news went out we couldn't cover at the time. So consider this one the catch-up week of September 2019. I'm the Eternal J. Joining me is Digital Bacon, as he always seems to do, uh, all across the place as well. That's because like, you asked me to. So don't, like, just... <laughs> don't diss me when it's you that... Like, you right, know, no, straight yeah, I, I did ask you there. to appear on Aftershock, but I didn't ask you to appear on all the other shit that we do together, you know? Like, that's a lot of, like, that's a lot of work, that's, man. That's just work, dude. That's like, you get two casters that work together, and naturally, you keep working together because it's a working duo. So allow it. Just, you're locked in, and trust me, it hurts me more than it hurts you. <laughs> you. Thanks. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. On today's show, Rocket League goes Tokyo. The World Championship has been announced. There's drama in the OCE region. And of course, we have the RLRF planes coming this weekend. So of course, we'll be breaking that down in full with all of the best teams from the European bubble scene as we go for our predictions, our notable squads. And who do we think is actually going to make it into the RLRS this season? Eight spots up for grabs. So mm. plenty to be held by the bubble scene. Let's do the news to kick things off though and we start with uh, a news piece is a little bit old but we had to of course uh, talk about it because this yeah. little thing came out from the esports observer and intel uh, and the esl boys have announced a brand new little tournament circle circuit i guess you could say tournament only a, a tiny whole. tournament really yeah. uh, only a tiny tournament you know only 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 an olympic backed five hundred thousand dollar tournament <laughs> you know o only small only small but you know there you go that's the uh, uh, the intel world open a Olympic-backed initiative to bring Street Fighter and Rocket League to the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. It's not quite the Tokyo 2020 Olympics directly, but it's tied in sort of, you know, uh, with a little bit of Olympic backing, which is something that a lot of people have been asking for for fucking ages. I think that's actually a really cool sort of like uh, initiative overall. Um, I'm not too sure about how the Olympic Committee came to that conclusion, considering their well, arrogant level of anti-esports sort <laughs> of... Uh, um, you know, sort of like an anti-esports sort of initiative. But do you know what? I, I, I'm happy that we're seeing this, at least from the, from the surface level, you know? Yeah, so everyone knew this was on the cards because it's been talked about for ages. And they trialed this with the Winter Olympics that took place over in Korea. Um, Pyeongchang, that yeah. Would be, yeah, last year was that? Uh, with, uh, I, I think it was StarCraft 2. Yeah, I think it was the year before. It was the IEM uh, Pyeongchang event. Which... It had been 2018, Jay. Because the oh, you know, winter, winter and summer Olympics, of course, that's years, correct. Yeah. That's correct. You're right about yeah. that. So yeah, it, it would have been it would have been last year. So uh, so there you go. Not a bad not again not a bad sort of like you know way for Intel to progress mm. things. Obviously going from StarCraft to uh, a, a game that's a little bit more commercially not not commercially viable in terms of the, in, the traditional gaming industry, but certainly more commercially viable when it comes to presenting the uh, the, the world of esports to the traditional sort of Olympic audience. And for that reason, I, I like this idea. Um, well, what other options do you have that aren't violently <laughs> like Street Fighter? Well, look, right, there's Street no blood Fighter is already, compared to yeah, like Mortal Kombat like, and all that. Street Fighter is already stretching the idea of no violence mm. because you know it's in the name Street 
fighter, but Rocket League obviously is completely safe and it's absolutely fine. Your um, only other uh, option would be a sports game like FIFA, and that's probably got a little bit of bounce because EA are very heavy-handed on that. So I can understand why they just went to Rocket League. Who's stre- I imagine Sonic Strap went, went, yes, yes, where do we sign? Where, where, where do we go on this? Where? <laughs> I, hope, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hope they did because that might just give ESL the chance to take control of this one because, yes, this is going to be the God, first premiere event that ESL will be running in association with Rocket League, of course, sponsored by Intel and uh, and all the boys over there that, of course, have been running the Intel pro, uh, Intel Extreme Masters circuit um, for, the, for, the, for fucking decades now. You know, they are such old school sponsors of the esports and scene that yeah it, it, it can only give me it can only give me like good vibes about this whole thing um the only thing i really don't think i'm a fan of is the whole like um international or, or national team construction sort of thing that they have to do because i believe the rules at the moment say that you have to have three players from one nationality yeah. um which of course wrecks the most of the existing landscape it. Sorry? Like, you've got to understand that, though. With the Olympics, it is trying to be nation-based. And they're not saying, um, you know, you can only have one team per nation. I do believe you can have multiple teams. Um, So that gives a lot of opportunity for France to have, like, I don't know, probably eight teams in the final. Sorry, seven, because there'd be seven French teams and the one Japanese team that gets an automatic spot in there. Hmm. Well, of course, this also means that there's going to be a bunch of representatives from many different nations, one of which, of course, should be Japan being the host country, which, of course, is really mm-hmm. exciting for the Asian scene because they've been needing something like this to really prop up their uh, current their situation as well. Um, it's not only the Tokyo Life Finals as well. There'll also be a grand mm. final, uh, oh, sorry, a regional final, I believe, in uh, Katowice. Um, yeah, a live qualifying event yep. to be held in Katowice in June, so the month before the, uh, uh, the actual final. Finals of the uh, of the uh, uh, of the World Open, so this will be a uh, a very interesting little time. I'm, I'm trying to speak to some people in ESL, try to see if I can secure a little bit of yeah. a, you know. <laughs> I'm obviously, a, a fucking course I am, mate. But you know, um, yeah, no, in Katowice as well. Again, that's where the Intel Extreme Masters World Championship is held. That's you know a very you know represented city in the course of, of esports history. So uh, ESL have offices and of course a studio out there. So I'm pretty excited to see how well that goes. Uh, Bacon, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be looking forward to this one. Um, and again, it's such a big thing to have uh, and all already a big sort of tournament announced for the 2020 circuit yeah and of course way in advance this gives us a lot to look forward to naturally like this is naturally a surprise to us as rockley fans we're used to announcements being at most two months ahead like ahead of time but this being so far ahead and seemingly having a good structure uh, they did a lot of the further announcements through um, a page on the Intel site and all of that, which actually detailed yeah. the whole breakdown and such. So them being very open, clear, and you can tell they've been working on this for a good amount of time, you know, to get everything pat down. This is super promising. And really, an international tournament like this, literally a World Cup, essentially, because it is nation-based, I think is ultra cool and it's going to be different. And I would love to see how they handle players of different organizations. Let's just take, uh, you know, we do England, for example. It'd probably be a Team GB. I'd imagine they'll try and do that to fall in with... um, you know, the Olympics. Let's say Speed of Mouse Sports, you've got Scrub Killer of uh, Vitality, and like, uh, let's go with Tadpole, because he's Welsh, so he'd fall into the Team GB. How they do that as the Team GB, but from three different orcs, you know, Mouse, Vitality, and now Method. Uh, oof. 
Might have just spoiled something, Jay, and I didn't even realise. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I think the people watching this show will already be aware of most of the news. But yeah. We'll come to that in a second, uh, because of course, uh, uh, you know, just to close out the thoughts about the Intel and the ESL World Open. Um, you know, I feel like this is also a great opportunity to get ESL through the door uh, in terms of uh, in terms of Rocket League competition. Like we talked for ages about the idea of having an ESL One or an IEM event for Rocket League because it would just be such a sick fucking thing. And I think this could be the opening. This could be the idea opportunity for Psionics to look at this and say. Okay, yes, this is an option, and mm. this is also pretty viable. And ESL are a good bunch of dudes who know the lay of the land, so I'm excited for that whole thing. I'm also excited about the second event that got uh, 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 talked about. You talk about World Cup, I'm going to talk about a World Championship because World's Finals have been announced, and we're going to motherfucking Madrid. Oh, yeah, baby. Is back in EU for another world championship. I do also want to make a quick disclaimer, by the way. Um, fuck you, Phalius, uh, for uh, making that tweet on the Aftershock Twitter account. For those of you who don't follow <laughs> us on Twitter, at RL Aftershock, uh, as soon as this got announced, what he did, he's our social media manager, what he did was he went straight to the tweet, re-quote tweeted it, and said, one like, and we'll do a show live from, from Madrid. Mm-hmm. And of course, him being the genius that he was, he liked that same tweet with the Aftershock account. So cheers, mate. Absolute fucking legend. Unfortunately, we can't do that because we're going to be working on that particular weekend. Yep. A completely different event, unfortunately, uh, which again makes complete sense because it's the World Championship of Rocket League. But this has all been scheduled prior to loads and ages in advance. So, you know, there's there's not really much that we can do about that. So there will be no live show from Madrid. Apologies for the lies printed by my staff members. I will make sure that they are disciplined appropriately. Um, but outside of that, there is plenty to be excited for. Again, we're back in Europe. We are going to Madrid, the second event, the second major in Rocket League that will be held in Spain. Um, yeah, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, and just because of that, I think, Jay, we're going to have to try and get some sort of viewing party together or something. Try and do something uh, going on because we most likely be in London for this event. We don't know where the uh, yeah. venue is. So if we can try and get a viewing party together, you know we will for all the lads, of course, from london and if, if you're anywhere close in the uk try and get out to that because yeah we're proper sad on this of course like we're yeah. working and we're happy to be working but it was just like ah oh, fuck <laughs> when it sort of <laughs> overlapped that was pretty much it yeah man like I, it was like it, it sucks so bad because obviously like we had already accepted the job and obviously we're going to accept the job going forward mm. because you know it's, it's, it's money for us we have to make a living um, yep. so you know seeing that and obviously we can't go to the world championship so that's just a bit of a shame um, uh, but yeah we'll have to set something up for certain like if you're going to be in that London area we might contact Meltdown or some shit and try to see if we can hold like an unofficial sort yeah. of viewing party um, that'd be pretty sick I'd, I'd love to go to Meltdown man just you know even then I might there's a good few on. bars around London where yeah. They would be able to do that. We'll see what's going down on the weekend, but we will be sure to post anything of any sort of plans on the Twitter again at RL Aftershock. Uh, but for now, look forward to Madrid. And if you can go to Madrid, flights are surprisingly cheap. Uh, we had to take a look at it ourselves. So if you can get out there, I recommend you get out there because it's going to be a real fun. Now. And book, book now. Book your flights yes. now. You can always get tickets. Um, it, on on the live streams for people that wondered and they always go oh we've sold out the stadium no it's not sold out you can always <laughs> get tickets don't worry because it's not that large an event so get your flight straight away because it's going to be cheaper to book them now and then once the tickets come out that's when you get your tickets and at the same time talking your flights try and get your airbnb because essentially there will be a sudden demand naturally with this event going on so all prices will rise the later you leave it 
Indeed, yes. There are 15,000 tickets to sell, by the way, according to the capacity for the uh, uh, Palacio Vistalagere, which I think is how you say it in thing, um, you know. Um, mm. So, yeah, make sure you get out there. Make sure you get those tickets. Make sure you fucking make it happen. Because, unfortunately, we can't, even though we absolutely could. But, yes, that is, of course, the Rocket League Championship Series World Championship in Madrid from December 13th to the 15th. Make sure you mark that in your calendars. We certainly will, because we're going to be working that weekend, so it's already down. Um, but, uh, Actually, Jay, if anyone wants, like, you know, a 4K picture of both of us to do a cardboard cutout and put in the stadium, I'll be happy to supply that, just to be there. <laughs> You know, right, someone okay. wants to do that. I'm going to budget it. up sending a team out there. There you go. That's fine. It's okay. We'll represent Aftershock. <laughs> we'll get Aftershock representation. Boots on the fucking ground. Uh, Trotch, you need to slide into my DMs later tonight. Right, let's move on and talk <laughs> about our next piece of news. A bit of a sad one coming in from our boy Doomsy, your best mm -hmm. mate, Bacon. Um, he has officially retired. Uh, uh, well, officially, unofficially. Officially, he's still registered on his team. Um, uh, yeah. uh, but of course, uh, he can't really uh, play in that team because he's been benched on that team so he's essentially just said yeah this is going to be it for me um it's been a it's been a good time doomsy um unfortunately just the results just weren't coming in he had a really nice stint. the last really big team and good team he had was probably hashtag united and um, when he was yeah. coaching that particular side um and it would have been nice if he transitioned into a coaching role but he wanted to keep playing and the end result kind of ended up this th th essentially this coming through so the end of his playing career is coming out um and uh, i'm sure you probably know about this for a while bacon again you being close mates yeah. with the guy so uh, uh so yeah um um, yeah, but what's your thoughts, I think? Probably the last two months this has been on the cards for Ryan. And you talk back to that hashtag United role. Uh, the large reason he went on to becoming a coach was he had that. Um, <clears throat> what's the problem where your, uh, your joints like really start stiffening up? Uh, he had that oh, with his carpal thumb. tunnel. Carpal tunnel, that sort of thing, yeah. yeah. And so he actually had to have a thumb brace and all of that so he literally could not play Rocket League so straight from that point you know that that's generally a problem that becomes reoccurring so he had a lot of trouble with that getting back up the hours and of course naturally where he's a super competitive dude and you're not at the top of the game it really sucks and becomes disheartening mm. I can imagine a lot of players, a lot of old school players are probably dealing with this same problem. Um, so I'd imagine you'll probably see him a bit like, you know, we've just seen Marky Duda come back in the game. Probably next RLRS, he'll find a team sign up, but Rockley is not his focus. He's not taking a lot of enjoyment from the game. So expect to see him transition. I think he's really got into streaming once again, which was funny because in the old days, he enjoyed YouTube because he could do it in his own time, but didn't enjoy streaming. Now it's flipped around because, you know, you, your taste and what you like to do have changed. So, you know, go support the lad if you see him streaming and i imagine he'll probably be streaming not rockley but whatever he finds is just fun and relaxing and just basically a chill out talk with chat sort of deal yeah i i think i can see doom's a decent streamer he's really entertaining you know we had him on rl aftershock mm. back during the original world's prediction show yeah. which was a, a fucking fun time if you haven't listened to that show then i recommend you do just to really highlight how knowledgeable and how entertaining he really is you know he could very easily transition to being a caster if he wanted to an, an analyst so um i wouldn't recommend it because european casters and analysts have no fucking work um yep. but you know um uh, we're yeah, a lot I mean, lucky than other guys in Europe, I, I, yeah I, yeah know it. yeah like, we, we 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 are lucky to have the brunt of all the work 
work. So we ain't going to let it go, bitch. Uh, <laughs> Plus, but, I know Ryan doesn't actually yeah. really enjoy. Casting. I was going to say. I, mean, um, I think. He may, I think. I, mean, I think he may have mentioned this before when you said that he doesn't. It's not really what something he wants to pursue. Which, of course, is fair enough. Not everyone's cut out to be a caster. So you know, mm. if he doesn't want to do it, then that's absolutely fine. I'm just saying and that if, if not if in he a state to have personalities, is it really at this point? Yeah. There's not that sort of income there. Like, if naturally there was a beyond the summit going on, like let's say every few months, like on the reoccurring schedule, like that DreamHack had, he could fit in quite nicely there because he that'd be perfect for him on the sofa. Hence, with the uh, Valencia B stream where he did that with Stumpy and it was more of a, just a relax, give your thoughts on it, not really casting. That's the role he could fill and he would enjoy that. But actual traditional commentating, traditional casting, he doesn't really like doing that. Well, on that note, I actually do want to ask in terms of like the competitive, you know, landscape of Rocket League. Obviously, streaming doesn't really count in competitive Rocket League. Um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, where do we think Doomsday could go if he wanted to keep up with the competitive nature? Do you think he would be he would be looking into a coaching role? I know he's doing. Is he doing this Epic Land thing, by the way? Does he accept that or? Uh, no, no, no. He didn't. Okay. Um, not from what I know. Anyway. Uh, he was thinking about that at that point, but he doesn't really enjoy coaching as well because like <laughs> generally in Rocket League at the moment is strange because the players that he would go on the coach or ROLRS guys look at him and go, well, I'm stronger than you. Why am I taking tips? And that it's a very arrogant nature within Rocket League. And, you know, if you're trying to coach and you're fighting up against a brick wall, that's not enjoyable at all. And so I could see him, Hooking I mean, but a guy like Doomsie, though, like, how can people, like, not have any respect for someone like Doomsie, you know? He's the founder of the Doomsie dish, for fuck's sake, you know? like <laughs> Because 15, 16-year-olds, Jay, they're arrogant little pricks. It's just the way it is. Very well, generalized. Doomsie's, Do Doomsie's got the clout, man. Anyone who doesn't respect Doomsie, <laughs> fucking send him to my way and I'll, I'll rough him up a little bit. I'll, be, I'll, I'll sort him out for him. You can't um, rough up a cabbage. Moving on to the next uh, point. What the <laughs> fuck you? <laughs> fuck you, mate. But just to close out the Doomsie, just to close out the Doomsie uh, topic, um... Uh, let's uh, again. I, I think probably like our statements probably thank you, Doomsie, for all the all the shit you've done for us. Um, you know, in the Rocket League scene. Mm -hmm. uh, if you ever want anything to do in in Rocket League, then come hit me up. I can sort you out something with our aftershock. You know, there's probably some sort of show we'd like to have you on as a guest or something. You know, some sort of prediction game. Mm. Um, you know, uh, it, it, it would be fantastic again just to have you back in the scene because I think a lot of people are going to miss Doomsie. You know, I think I'm going to miss yeah. Doomsie. Uh, you won't because you get to see the guy every other day, so it's fine. Um, but you know. Um, yeah, uh, it, it, it sucks, but yeah, I think a lot of us kind of saw it coming after recent performances. So, thank you, Doomsie, and uh, uh, let's move on and talk about a team that have picked up a player uh, out of uh, out, out, out of the Rocket League pit of freelance. Um, mm -hmm. Method have added Tadpole to their lineup. I think we got this we got this information about uh, a couple a couple weeks ago, or at least a good month ago or so. Um, um, so it was a this while was back. a low key one. Like he got added to their website. You know they put their rosters on the website so we got added to that and then it must have been a week later he actually they put out an actual official like um tweet for it and this was one we sort of i would say in a lot of sense didn't expect because you thought method would have had their roster a bit sooner um and the thought was that it'd be um ignite joining the method roster but instead mm. he's going with fadeaway um so this really i'm gonna say like tadpole has just got like the redemption because naturally he's joining a squad so he's going to get a salary for it and methods are solid org they've been in rocket league for ages i don't see them leaving anytime soon and he's a third man so hopefully he can just let you know um 
Britta B and Rick's Ron, they do their <laughs> thing, which is generally fucking over each other anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, right? I was going to say, like, if you wanted to weigh up this team in the grand scale of Rocket League, like, are you sure Tadpole fixes anything with Method? Because they still got this fucking issue with Burrito. If we say it every time we talk about yep. Method, because there has been no improvement with this side when it comes to that particular chemistry. That was always what it was. Mm -hmm. Rick's run the Burrito be the dynamic duo and the third man that always could finish off the job. And the, when you break down the dynamic duo, then the third man that finishes off the job has absolutely no relevance in that respect because the duo is not fucking working. And I feel like the... I feel like, again, they are just continuing just to cycle in players it, to figure out can to they be sort a, it out. Yeah, it's got to be a hold season. Then next season, they bring in someone new. And that's either Ricks or uh, Brito B being replaced. I'd imagine it's going to be Brito B getting the naff end of yeah. the stick on that one just because of how it is. But who knows? The Org should... Like, you'd hope the Org could have a bigger same things where they get the players being a bit disrupted like that and going right, we need to step in and sort that out. But with how Rock League is, Orcs generally just leave them be. You I, know, mean, I mean, that's more just how esports is in general, because this happens yeah. to Counter-Strike all the fucking time as well. You know, they just brought back... Oh, yeah. Fnatic uh, just brought back their uh, uh, one of their old in-game leaders uh, just for that <laughs> very fucking reason, because like, the players decided, no, we don't need you, and, and then they, they completely needed him. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> you know, then they just had to like turn back and try and save a little bit of face. Um, yeah, at least Lexi uh, B went over the Cloud9. That'd be a cool move. That's just like the big no, sort of like try and get a name. <laughs> Cloud Nine in the that's shit. The that's yeah. that's a discussion for another podcast. Yeah, that's back, a back to Tapo and back to Method. Um, do, right, do, do we think Method can at least stay in the RLRS for another yep. season? Because if they can, I can see an opportunity for Tapo to sort of like work around this roster and try and find a new way to uh, uh, to, to, to flip the switch. Almost, you know, like. I'm just trying to quickly check. I don't think we mention Method later on today. No, we don't. Uh, because this is a team They're that has in. not been... They were already in the RLS, yeah, though. That, so. that's it. They're not having the fight through. So for me, this is going to be another season where Tadpole, yes, gets a very, I'm going to say, lucky spot because it's a team that's already in there and they've just got a hold on. They're going to have to come... Is it? I don't even know how this is going to work for next season. Is it top six, stay up, or is it top four? I can't remember. It I'd will be top, top six. two, promote, third through sixth, stay in, seventh through tenth, relegate. Okay, and that's not top two promote, automatically promote. They go uh, sorry, into, go into the promotion playoffs. Like they're secured it, and then third to sixth go into a pre-playoff bit, ain't it? It's like a... Oh, yeah, you know, I forgot about the playoffs. Fuck me. It's, what, a, what it's a silly format, and I don't know why they've made it so complicated. But anyway, yeah, so their idea is the whole top six, which this is a roster that has done it many times in the past. They should be able to do it again. Well, I mean, again, I don't hold as much stock in Method anymore. Again, just down to that Burrito B-Rix Rondo situation, like, it has just gotten progressively worse. That's that's my mm. problem right now. So if it gets any more worse, then I don't see them making it into the next season. If they stay into the next season, though, then one of those two players have to change. I'm, if not, Method are dead. You know, that's I'm what hoping I'm just going to say right comes now. in, he's more of a captain and just basically, you know, turns up and goes, right, you look two little shits. This is what you're <laughs> going to do right now. And uh, you don't do that. We're out of RORS. So you're probably going to do it because we want to stay in RORS and stay signed to an org and get paid, you know, play a bit, good bit of Rocket League. Right, let's go. <laughs> Fair play. That's what I hope anyway. Well, I'm hoping the same thing as well, but you also got to remember that Rick's Ronde is also the main captain for Method. You know, he always has been since the Reason Gaming days, you know? Captains so, like, can change. 
Captains you, can change but, it as well, but I don't you know, know if it'll be... In-game yeah, leaders no, change well, all the time between teams. And not actually as often as you think. It's only when yeah, teams yeah. get really desperate just not to change their players that they don't fucking do that. Well, you're um, getting but, a player that's just a bit too RC, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, look, right, I, I feel like the, I don't feel like Rick's is ready just to just let it go, and you just be like, yeah, no, I'll let you be captain. Just to be the new boy, have this opportunity. Like, you know, it, players don't usually work like that. They mm -hmm. had egos bigger than my fucking house, uh, you know. So, like, you know, there's, um, uh, you know, there, there's that to consider with the, uh, with the, with the method move. Um, and again, the I weirdest just... analogy I've ever. Because <laughs> it'd work if you lived in a mansion, dude. But like, <laughs> you know? right, houses are still pretty fucking big, right? You know, <laughs> like, decent size. I'd like to, I'd like to think my house is above average size um you know <laughs> the other things as well I'm that's just saying it's a weird size, analogy to bring up. <laughs> <laughs> right final closing thoughts on method um i just want to say that i think i hope the long-term strategy is for tapo to come in and rick's burrito to just move out you know one of those two players just need to just need to get out they, 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 it's not working it's not fucking working boys like, me on that is just hoping that Tadpole can look at them too and fix them. And that is pretty much it. Because this is a team that did work. They worked as a duo. And then it was just, like, last two seasons. They haven't really worked. Don't get me wrong. They're still holding up top four. But this was a team, you know, you look three seasons ago and you're like, oh, this is a team that could sneak into RLCS, you know? And that just has never happened. They've always been that third, fourth. This season, I can expect them to finish about fifth, sixth, maybe, just because the upcoming talent is just so harsh. Indeed it is. Right, well, let's move on and talk about some other... Good news from the surface. Um, and then there's a few more little intricacies you also want to get into mm. on the show. Um, uh, but this little thing came out. Uh, this is a fantastic video uh, by Subpamper in HD. Of course, our boys at Cole and Stumpy. Shout outs to you guys. Um, every now and again, they do this thing with uh, the TRRLCS, which is basically the Team Rocket Rocket League casted series. They're great fun. They're great like, fun. There's something for the subpar community. Um, you know, if you if you if you're a sub for their channel, then of course you can go ahead and just play some Rocket League, and they'll cast it for you on their stream. It's 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 a great little it's a great little thing. It's nothing too massively competitive, but this little fucking video went out just the other day, and this blew my mind mm -hmm. um, because I remember a while back we were having a discussion about the idea of having overlays in um, yeah. uh, and like you know to display boost and fucking mini. We even did shit. a feature on it. Yeah, we did a whole feature back. In, I can't remember which episode it was. It must have been in its thirties or something. But we talked about some of the designs put up by Stranger Stranger and a couple other guys about how you would construct that. And I said, well, and, and I said specifically, I was like, if you can find a way just to, con you know, uh, translate the data that they send over from Rocket League from mm -hmm. the client into uh, a HTML plugin or a uh, or a JavaScript, then you can make this happen. Well, Subpar fucking met me at my word, and they did it. They actually created this little custom overlay that will be in use on TRRLCS this Sunday. This thing looks sick. It, it, it is literally everything I wanted out of something like this sort of pl uh, mm -hmm. uh, plug, you know, giving a player boost overview, um, you know, a mini map to sort of like show you, show off where the players are at, all this information now at the uh, disposable of the viewer and of the caster. And this, this is this, this literally, this is the perfect thing. This is exactly what I wanted to see out of a plugin or a mod just like this, you know? Yeah, definitely. And like the only thing I can actually like, I would say put down, 
on the entire thing. It's just the placement of the map. But there's no better place to put it. It's just, you know, naturally it's a little bit distracting down there. But again, that's just because of how Rocket League I wonder UI how that would work in, in, in post-goal replays, though. Is it like a little bit low? Or is it just is, 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 it, is, is it low enough to just cut it off? Or I don't know. Like, realistically, the best place to put it would be to do something like... Um, you know where the box with all the stats bottom left is? Just to replace that mini-map. Like, if you could do that, of course, you can't do that with this plugin. But I'm just saying, like, that would be the ideal place to put it. Now, this has been something the community have been wanting. And bloody hell, da uh, at Dan uh, Bergholt. Yep. Shout out Mountain Channel. Uh, Dan MB, as he always goes by in like their server and that, is an absolute lad for putting this together because it really shows like this is what the community wants and we are driven to create. And that is possible to do it, by the way. Yes. That the stats are there, the game is recording it, because you gotta think this is like near enough taking stuff from the client side. So the client side is registering what other people are doing, and that's super interesting for us to look at, especially with map location and that and how it's all I would love to get like his explanation of how everything works, but at the same time that sort of falls into a bit of a dodgy area, doesn't it, Jay? Yeah, um, I believe we've already had a couple of attempts at this uh, to try and do something like that. I definitely know that you have bacon. Um, I'm sure you'll share yep. that story in a couple seconds. Um, but there has been the issue that, of course, James bot, uh, brought up in, uh, uh, if you scroll down in that uh, tweet, you'll find him sort of asking, couldn't people use this to cheat? Um, which... In, in, yep. in theory, yes, you could if you wanted to get a little bit extra information on where their boost numbers are. You know, it could affect your decision making, um, which kind of does take away some of the secrecy element of the, uh, um, you know, of the game. Uh, but as far as I'm aware, like this could very easily sort of be fixed with a simple patch if, if Sionich wanted to put it out, just simply just to say, right, only spectators get to know mm. the boost numbers of other players. And, you know, because I mean, in the end, the information isn't even shown in the game when you're playing on a team. So why does it even need to be sent to those teams? Like we do that in the spectator client uh, on Counter-Strike, for example. If you join the spectator slot, you can get all this information, but that information doesn't load if you are in the, uh, or, or the game never receives it if you are playing on one of the teams. You know, and this is also directly in the server. This has nothing to do with Go TV. This is all direct from spectator slots. Um, and obviously, Rocket League works in spectator slots. So it wouldn't be that difficult of a thing to implement, I wouldn't say. That being said, though, Psionics tend to think otherwise. Bacon, do you want to share? Or So this is one that we can look at Psionics and just go, we know they're going to have a problem with this. Um, like you said, Jay, this would, for me, come down to Psionics having to work with communities, having to get basically in touch with Dan and work out how to do this because... I could see this quite easily being picked up by someone that has nefarious means, you know, cheaters, hackers, whatever you want to call them, and put this on. So essentially with the Bacchus mod overlay, you could just be playing in ranked or whatever and get your opponents like information because this you can imagine as a player would be a massive tool to know who's got what and when you can aggress and be a lot more aggressive. Yes, it's not mechanically changing your game, but at the same time, it's that mental aspect and knowledge is power in stuff like this. Don't get me wrong. I am fucking loving this. I know a couple of orgs are looking into what this is and especially there's uh, been one other developer. Uh, I don't actually know his name. Uh, just because I know the orgs have been working on it. And I can see uh, they're just keep your eyes tuned. There should be uh, actual big official tournaments and that coming up soon that could be using extended stuff. But this is but one which time, I think we're going to have a Wild West action happening with this. And there probably will be 
big blowbacks with the community on this sort of stuff because Sonics will have to get their butts in gear and sort of arrange this. Whether it comes down, they lock it. And what I hope is they lock it near enough out, but then put some sort of like API access code, which would just give you the server code. Like, you know, when you make a private lobby, Jay? Yeah. And it'll give you like an API code which you could plug in. For me, that would probably be the best answer for this. And you'd lock out every information that can be put through because that's just the safest. But bar that, it would have to be somehow locking it out from if you're in a player mode perspective and only there for coaches or teams or anyone that's in the spectator role. Because naturally for scrims, if you had like a good, you know, gentleman's agreement with two coaches watching this in the spectator slot, that could be a massive tool for coaches to help with their teams as well. At the same time, we're not just talking tournaments here, but across the whole board, this could be awesome to develop Rocket League. Well, from there, the debate continues. It's like, you know, in a scrim, how much information should one be allowed to, to, to be able to utilize? I mean, obviously, they won't be able to get into the, uh, into the spectator slots or anything like that during an official match, obviously. It doesn't mm. quite work like that. Um, but, uh, uh, I, I mean, I think, I think, I think, did, did you mention the Psionics have already blocked off on this one or? There's been problems in the past, like with, um, if anyone can remember back to right in the early days of, uh, tournaments and the, I'll just take Rivals, the example where they changed up maps by like recoloring the pitch and all of that modern in official tournament sense, Psionics has a problem with. And I can understand but what why. about, but this is modding for broadcast though, not modding for the context of trying to gain an advantage. This is exclusive. No, no, the that was for broadcast as well. Oh, that was purely for, well, like, that was only fucking, the I mean, it, it, look, right, it didn't stop Logitech from like modifying the ball when they did that Japanese tournament. They had, didn't shut that down at all. Do you remember that bacon, that little clip again, that was, yeah, that was used in alpha console. I do believe for yeah. that as well. And again, that would have been a case of Logitech just didn't tell Sonics about it. And Sonics just like, no, and that's a one-off event. We'll cut, like just keep it quiet on that. But again, that Sonic's controlling their property because naturally, at the same time, if you're mucking about, like in this case, with their ball, with their stadium, you could be mucking about with whatever sponsorships they've got going around there. To which, again, I never understood why Sonic's never actually got real sponsorships in the stadiums, like. That seems to be a no-brainer, yeah. like how like, it's done with FIFA. Like, you know? like, uh, when I think about that thing, I have to think to myself, how much money did Logitech pay to have their fucking logo in the center of the screen at all times? Essentially, you know, mm. like if you—that's like a—that's like the most flawless, the most flawless sponsor spot you could possibly yep. sell uh, in in any context of a Rocket League tournament. Like that's big money right there. If you want it, then that's it. That's that's right there. You know, like that's that that's that's mm. that that's hundreds of thousands at least. Uh, potentially millions in certain cases if you if you if you have the right numbers um you know that's that, that that's a ridiculous amount of money that you're missing out on and, and it again it, it just it just reeks of of, of short-sightedness on the part of science the fact they don't allow these kind of things and again this looks amazing you know i, I don't know if craig is still oh, playing the video so in the clean. background yeah yeah if it, like just look at how clean it all looks and look at how it all adjusts there's even like a good 15 seconds of gameplay example of what it would look like in the context of an actual matchup and this is literally everything everything that we've wanted for ages and imagine if we had this on an official RLCS broadcast imagine the information we'd have imagine mm -hmm. if we didn't have to guess oh did he have enough boost in that case could he have gone for that could he have adjusted his car you know could he have been able to, uh, to to outplay this could he have thought of things a bit differently did he rush it or was he just not it was it just a case of unlock we won't be able to know within within a broadcast unless we download the demos later on during the line and that's like a, a, again it's a massive resource for color casters and, and analysts and, and viewers as well who like to see the hardcore elements of the game 
this is something that we're missing out on, and I, I feel like that this is like this is this is a great thing for for broadcasters if we're allowed to use it. Which, from the sounds of things, we probably won't be. Yeah, this will be something that, like I said, silence will crack down on pretty quickly, I think. But what I hope, and again, this is a hope, we haven't actually seen much in the way of content from Sionics over the last year, really, have we, Jay? It's been very quiet mm -hmm. apart from, you know, battle passes. And I think we've had two loot boxes this year, maybe three. Now, I'm hoping that, you know, with the lack of... We've only had one map, which was a reskin on um, the beach one. I can't remember. Sunny Shore, Sandy Shores, sorry. Which was making it nighttime, which isn't even in any rotations it's still only in private matches the same with the hot wheels uh, rival stadium that's only in private matches what i'm hoping is this sort of like lack of content has just been them putting their resources into stuff in the back end we know rock league after being purchased by epic which went down about a month ago is probably gearing up to be put on the <laughs> epic store everyone's expecting that to be <laughs> i mean based off version. of recent price trends that sounds like a very very good argument to make Fuck yep. me. and i'm Jesus. hoping we're going to get a rocket league 2.0 or whatever you want to call it you know so it'd be a free the play version probably one that starts off really bare bones and you've got to grind away like very traditional free-to-play games jay and I'm hoping like this will be a sort of like there'll be tons of that added to it, like a couple of new maps as such reworks to say the UI, because you've got to think tournament mode is still fucked. Like you can't use that at all. Uh, trust me, we tried. Like it broke an entire like our community engagement at Rewind. We were going okay to keep weeklies alive. Let's just do some fun little taunt in-game tournament mode. Anyone can join up. You don't even have to be interacted with Rewind. It's just us putting it out there, and if anyone sees it, gets enjoyed, they can come join the Discord server. That's how you know community orgs should work, really. And we did our first one, and instantly realized, hmm, out of the uh, like twelve games that could be played in this little single LM bracket one of them worked like that is bad yeah i mean certainly that particular element has sort of like just sort of been put on the back burner they haven't really touched anything um in regards to uh in regards to the um uh you know in regards to the tournament mode even though that could have been mm. the push forward that we needed for rlcs qualifiers and shit that hasn't quite worked out the way it has yep. um with every, you know e even then you know you, you would hope that sionics would have faith in their own tournament mode and that and not and take their qualifiers off smash but you know that's not even worked out for their own respect uh, so you know that, that's no, pretty at funny. this point keep it on smash because apparently the uh oh no no I'm, I'm not arguing against stuff that don't even work no like, no I'm, I'm not even arguing against that like legit like they, they should not take it off smash whatsoever because that would be the worst idea considering the current mm. state of the tournament client you know um, but again, it's like it, it, it's so unfortunate because like we've got the community making massive strides in the broadcast department. We've got the community making massive strides down here in the bubble scene that could be used to, you know, catapult the uh, uh, the, 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 the the top end of the landscape. And you know, this feels like such a missed opportunity to sort of like knock this out of the way. You know, I feel like if I was Sonics right now, I would be paying attention to this and saying, how can I commission this for use in RLCS? You know, or, or how can I commission this to be used by approved tournament organizers? Well, Is there any exploits that we can use? Yeah, how can we? work with you to implement this into the game itself because it's, again this is so fucking powerful this is power this is power beyond belief in terms of the context of rocket league you know like this is pretty standard stuff for something like counter-strike but in rocket league nah mate this mm -hmm. like th 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 this is like you know, smashing new ground i think yeah and while still say implementing it how do we make it safe for us that so that this can't be used as a hack or as a cheat you know it's working with your community not just shutting it down and yeah. like you said from from the past we expect science to just shut this down but we hope 
They change their ways. We hope that with Epic stepping on in, there'll be slight little differences. Please, <laughs> Uh, one thing we don't have in our news bit is there was that posting um, quite recently on like Hitmarker looking for a new director of esports. So Wait, hopefully what? there is a change. I of, missed uh, this. Pace. Did you? Yep. Oh. Hitmarker jobs, which again is generally where anyone within esports actually looks first. You don't get much from it, but it's, it's useful. Psionics. I remember seeing it tweeted out on. When was this? Esports pro management program. Director of esports, I see it. Posted six days ago in San Diego, California. That would be sick as fuck, actually. Like, anyone want to apply? Baker, do you think we've got the skills? <laughs> uh, definitely not. <laughs> but that's, that's one of those ones which I'm surprised. I mean, look, right, if they can't get Shogun a visa, yeah. how the fuck are they going to get us a visa? <laughs> you know, yeah. so. Right. Um, well, let's move on from that again. Um, it just, it just sucks. Um, uh, you know, it, it, it's just like, let's just kind of just pray that something changes about it. Again, I feel like we'd be remiss to let this whole thing go. So yep. final story of the week, kind of two stories rolled into one. Uh, we've got a couple of casters, uh, guys called Squid and Yummy Cheese Man. We'll start with Squid um, uh, uh, on, on this one because unfortunately he has not been able, uh, not been renewed for the RLRS um, uh, for the RLRS this season. Um, this comes... I, I don't know. Do you, are, you, are you shocked at this particular news? I mean, it does kind of suck. I think Squid had a lot of potential to move forward. Um, mm. uh, uh, but it kind of hasn't happened that way. He's now not going to be on the broadcast team for the next season, which is a bit eh, you know? The, the only way I can see this being because is they'll try and merge the talent from RLCS and RLRS a little bit. That, to me, can only make sense where, you know, you... You, you just whack them together, essentially, and they'll cover both. And for me, Squid, like you said, I reckon they threw Squid in too soon, to be honest. I Personally, I love the guy. Like, I've worked with oh, him yeah, in the past fucking. I think let me tell you, man, let me tell you, man he, was, he was an absolute laugh to fucking, you know, chat with about mm -hmm. RLCS seasons back during the What Talk show. You know, like, he, 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 he's such a good guy. Um, you know, um, I, I, I don't know where I stand on his casting. Yeah. You know, I, I, that's the thing, right? Because like, I, I know, obviously, like, I, I, the thing with casters, right, is that I'll, I'll criticize it to the ends of the earth, but if you lose your job, I'm going to respect you uh, because I know what the hassle's like, and you know? I know what it's like mm -hmm. to be in that position and then to lose it. Uh, you know, like, you know, I Tell you, I could tell you fucking many stories about how I've been cheated out of work or people have undercut me at the last second just as the ink was about to dry on the contract. You know, like I, I could go on. I could go fucking on and on. So there is a level of sympathy that I feel for Squid. Um, I, again, I do sort of agree with you uh, in that I think he came into this a little bit too early, but I think the possibilities for him as a caster, you know, they, they are still... Mm pretty far gone you know i still like think that they're pretty that there's a decent opportunity for him to be able to do some good work within the rocket league casting space oh yeah definitely this season of rorrs would have been when he sort of started coming into his stride you know uh go back to the uh like days of quinn you remember quinn lobbed down that and it was yeah. like, at the start he was absolutely ass. but actually by that third season in rlcs he was starting to become quite a good little color casting so he got the stride of things squid was a decent caster trait where again not what i'd quiz rlrs quality and we're just being quite blunt and honest about that but his second season in would have been good and again it's because we think 
I, well, I don't know about you, Jay, but I'm sure you'd agree. Just got through in too early. Essentially, yeah, you've I'd got to so be too. ready for it. He was a young lad. I want to say he wasn't even 20 and doing RORS, which is crazy. You know, that's because you've got to have mm. a bit of maturity to handle the responsibility and the landscape that you're working in. And like I said, he was a hard worker. He should yeah. have really, like a second season should have been given to him. And the reason why I think it wasn't was purely because there's going to be some sort of talent change up coming up. Yes, certainly as is case for our second point of note. Um, and while I can understand why Psyonix would not want to renew Squid for a second season, um, this next part is, I believe, completely unjustifiable and complete bullshit uh, on the part of several parties. We'll get into that in a little bit of this discussion. So here's the tweet from Yubby Cheese, man. Uh, some incredibly sad news. I found out I will not be casting OCE League play this season. I'm pretty devastated and unsure at the moment. Thank you all so much for your support in the last three years. Ha, ha, ha. Still the best community. We'll let everyone know uh once once i know what i'm doing next uh and that also follows up into this little twit longer that he has you can go read it it's on his twitter page i think it might actually be pinned on his twitter page uh, don't quote me on that i'm not 100 certain but uh, essentially he explains a lot of the most commonly asked questions why are you not casting oca oce who's casting oce are you still going to remain in rocket league um are you going to do worlds what's the future you know what's going on with stuff like the gauntlet etc um and, and you can go through a, a couple of those things but i want to focus specifically on his lack of a job essentially right now in specific i'm going to read to you the two paragraphs as to why you're not casting oce and to read again the full quote the short answer is is that the lpl broadcast studio is in auckland new zealand and oce organizations do not have the money to fly talent to a studio this was kind of expected and understandable i disagree but we'll get to that in a second to elaborate further it is up to the oce orgs not psionics to choose pay and manage talent it's a very hands-off approach to oce in the past i've always lived in a city where the studio was located though would have tried to move to a new location if it had been elsewhere uh, LPL did reach out to me to ask me uh, to ask for me to cast alongside some other Aussie talent, but the provisio was was that I would have to be able to accommodate myself in Auckland for the seven weeks of competition. Since this competition uh, is so important to me, I really did my best reaching out to family I have there. Uh, with such short notice on the announcement until competition, though, I didn't find any. I still keep searching, and maybe I can find something uh, late, later on in the season. Question mark. Right, there are several things that piss me off about this. Number one. Yummy's not getting back to OCE. That's bullshit. That's straight up, straight out. That is just bullshit. Like, this guy is the voice and the face of OCE Rocket League. And any season, any tournament organizer, any studio that does not hire him has made a crucial, crucial mistake in their hiring mm. capacity. I don't give a fuck if you don't have the budget. Make the budget. Or spec it up in the original pitch like you should have done before you sent it to Psyonix. Because your talents have a ridiculous amount of value. This is something that I'm really glad a lot of European tournament organizers, even at a lower level, understand. I was talking to Connie on a night out over in Switzerland this weekend, mm. um, and uh, we were and we were talking about the, the the way that he does TCS talent, and the reason why he'll never get rid of us, because he's taken a look at viewer trends, and he realizes that people come for the Rocket League competition, they come for the players playing, but they stay for the casters who are doing such a great job. And Yummy 
always did a great job. I don't remember a single fucking match where this guy did not perform at a top level. He is a top level OCE caster. And again, there's a reason why he is the voice and the face of OCE Rocket League. So LPL, you fucked up big time. Also, my understanding is as well, is that the other Aussie talent from the last couple of seasons also were not hired to do this to do this LPL season, as is case in point with the next paragraph, who he says, who's casting OCE then? He responds, quote, we don't know yet. I reached out to a few of the talent in the region, and as far as I'm aware, none of them were able to situate ourselves in Auckland. So, what does that say? We have... For all intents and purposes, casters who, as far as we know, have no experience casting Rocket League. This is also backed up by LPL, who run another tournament a while back, where there's a great clip floating around somewhere of how they introduced the Order winners. Uh, Order won this tournament over in Auckland uh, in, in the LPL studio, and the casters and the host had no no idea how to construct emotion or, you know, any sort of fucking, you know, tone of sentence or tone of voice or any sort of that thing like that. It was the cringiest shit I think I've ever seen from a broadcast talent team in the world. And if that's the level that LPL are going to bring to the talent team for the OCE RLCS, you have fucked up. You have massively fucked up. This is not your shit tournament. This is not something that you're running where you're trying your best to sort of work within the means of your budget. This is the RLCS for an entire region. No, it's not EU. No, it's not NA. But no, that's not a fucking excuse. Do the job, do it right, or fuck off. Jeez. Yep. Like... I've got to play devil's advocate to this, don't I, Jay? Essentially, because you've got to try and, like, because we're a podcast, try and do both sides. You can't just have us both ranting. Now, again, knowing this from a tournament organizer's perspective, I, I agree, like, with you near enough full-heartedly. You do a lot of this. Like, again, this would have come down to... Sonic's probably pitching this out to a lot of different studios. Uh, we can pretty much assume... Well, we know actually that the Australian Gfinity stuff has closed down. So Sonics would have been looking to another organization, another uh, company to be able to put on this broadcast, <laughs> LPL um, coming forward. And like, this is a worrying one with LPL of its size and like what they've done in the past. Again, Jay, like you said, they would have probably pretty much done this on a low budget. Like, I don't want to go into budgets and, like, working with Sonics because that's not my place, really, to say on a broadcast. But I know, like, these guys would have been expected to go to external sponsors because that had been within their game. And they probably haven't gotten the budget from external sponsors to be able to fly in and accommodate um, commentators like essentially we want and need here so lpl will be using their own in-house casters to run this which naturally makes a lot of sense uh when you think of it from a business perspective that they're going to use the same talent for everything oh that's a brilliant idea we get in good casters to do all of this but the problem is and jay we know it being a good caster in one game does not transfer to another yes absolutely. Uh, does it like, like if i gave you the like just say FIFA. If you were to say FIFA, uh, like pick up FIFA, you again probably would absolutely suck balls at it. I'd yeah. imagine. Like that's just the way. Well, that's it is. the thing, right? Actually, that, that that comes back to actually a thing I was thinking about the other day. Um, back in my first ever Rocket League cast in 2017, I remember I just came back off the hot, hot off the heels of doing ECS. Uh, you know, I won the cast the challenge. I did the fucking studio event in season two, and that was a big deal for me. That was 50,000 people watching that. I got that job. And I came to Rocket League, and the first thing that I remember Unthink telling me was basically, you have potential, but you're shit right now, right? 
<laughs> skill is only so transferable, right? There are some mm -hmm. basics to casting that you can transfer to other games. When it comes to game knowledge and the way you pace yourself, they are two completely different worlds. I've worked in three different games, and the way I conduct myself in Counter-Strike is completely different to the way that I construct myself in Rocket League. It's completely different to the way I do it in PUBG. And also this past weekend, I also did it for... Um, uh, I also did it for Minecraft as well, which is a completely fucking separate game entirely, you know? Like, it's 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 not the same. It never will be the same. Even though the skills yeah. are somewhat transferable, it's it still takes time to adjust. Therefore, this first week weekend of action probably will be very poorly casted. That's another thing mm. you mentioned as well with the budget for LPL. While I understand why budgets can hurt themselves, there was also a little bit of blame to share on Psyonix, right? Don't think I forgot about you guys. Trust me. Um, you could have gone to several different tournament organizers in Rocket League. Um, remember this, right? You still have Gfinity to utilize. They're not going to be gone till the end of the year. You know, they'll still be around by the time the World Championships pick up. And knowing how they do things, they will do the job and they will do it right. Not to mention, Throwdown is still a company that you could have used. But apparently, because they want to distance themselves from Twitch so much, they will never use those guys. And also, here's a very smart idea. ESLAU. They're doing the Intel World Open at some point. They probably will be on site to broadcast from Tokyo because it's the easiest sort of way to bring out a production mm -hmm. team. So why not give them the chance to learn and master the game? And here's the thing, right? You don't even have to sacrifice the RLCS because that's the thing that producers do at ESL. They focus on the product beyond a T, beyond to a T. Therefore, you'll go into the first week of the OCRLCS. They'll smash it out of the park. They'll come into the World Open. They'll smash that out of the park. And that won't even be... And it won't even be a contest. Like ESL mm. will just be the best broadcaster and the best tournament organizer in Rocket League ever. Well, you know, with it won't ESL even be as well. That'd be a great way to bring them back because they did do a lot over in OC. Uh, we're talking about a year and a half, two years ago, where they were running near enough the other LAN events, and they would do quite a lot in OC. That's where their rapid development came from was by having both ESL as well as like you know normal regular season running LAN events and really growing that way. Then they dropped off because they weren't making money, but someone that's coming in doing the whole okay you put this on for us and we'll give you a little bit of a hand and try and do ESL events that work but one thing we're not uh, we're forgetting about as well Jay is RLO Rocket League Oceana a community exactly. essentially the same as what Rocket Street was down in South America using that same scheme so you know Rocket Street have it again for a second season bring on the community or work alongside them for me that is the cheapest way to sort of bring in a good quality content because, again, it'd be run out of Australia where a lot of the cast is from. Try and do it that way. Again, you're going to have to use a lot of rented services and such, but as long as you're ready to put the infrastructure in for there and work with an agreement with them, that's how you get a very hands-on and good product quality approach. The difference here is just they want that hands-off approach uh, with LPL, and I we can see this is probably going to be a big big um yeah blunder that's how we think it's going to play out and that worries us and at the same time i'm just going to say uh, the guys who did qualifiers they saw a lot of buys and rankies on that and for them to do qualifiers and then be left out of the main thing is very very odd at that same time isn't it I mean, not too odd, I don't think. You know, we do the same. We do that for Counter Strike. You know, the, the talent team that works on qualifiers aren't the ones that work on the main event. So, you know, it kind of makes sense to a certain extent. You know, I'm mm. doing that for Starlight and left, right, and center, and for ESL as well. So, you know, it, it's pretty common stuff to have the lower level talent do the lower level matches and the lower level qualifiers, and have the big name talent do the big matches for the big tournaments. Essentially, but the so, weird thing is, it's going to be flipped around. You're going to have the guys not knowing shit in the main tournament, and the guys actually know their stuff doing qualifiers. 
Okay, well that that also that also makes sense. Um, that also that also is is actually a decent idea to think about it. So fair play on that one, especially if you haven't got a whole lot of experience in doing Rocket League. Um, just another thing as well. Uh, shout out to Nish who sent us uh, a little image. I believe this might be a uh, a little leak that LPL um, uh, also put out. So you know we're starting things off on the right foot here. Uh, you know with the uh, with the way that we sort of conducted ourselves so far. Apparently they leaked one of the roster moves uh, from the OCE region. Mm. So you know. Just like, again, there is nothing within the context of, of, of what's going on with the OCE region that fucking gives gives me any hope that OCE um, is going to have a good season this season. And it's just typical, isn't it? Yeah. You know, typical. South America gets outsourced. Europe gets done unjustified. And OCE is now going to the dogs because Psionics couldn't be bothered, essentially. My only hope with that is, of course, Icon getting involved with Rocket League. Remember, they picked up the old Tainted Mines roster and then turned them over to Chiefs once they had brought out the Chiefs Org. Maybe Icon, where they're looking to come an entertainment company might try and put on something uh, to do with Rocket League there, but I haven't seen them put on a tournament for anything else, so that's probably very like far-fetched to see from that, but yeah, there is very little hope for OCE at the moment, and that is very scary. Like... <sighs> Okay, it, it highlights a problem we've been talking about ever since the start of the show, right? Why? How hard can it possibly be to give other regions the same care and love and attention that you give to North America? I understand that you're a North American company, but you're running a global league. Why don't you just go ahead and fucking, you know... Um, to, to just go, just just go for it, you know. Just 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 do it, you know. ESL understood this from the word go, you know. When they put together a global league, they fucking, you know, um, they made sure that all the leagues and all the, uh, uh, you know, all, all all of the broadcasts and and all of the tournaments in specifics in terms of format, they all had the same level of competitive integrity and attention to detail, you know. Maybe not all of them got the same amount of budget, but at least they were able to do the most amount with that budget as possible, you know. Um, you know, the OCE Pro League, for example, for ESL. They have the studio set up there in in, in uh, Sydney, so they can do that from within their Sydney studios. And even then, um, stuff like the ESL One co uh, Cologne qualifiers, which I did, and I got paid to do it from a remote stream. They still sent me all the assets, showed me how to do it, specifically sent examples of how we should conduct the broadcast for the sake of quality control. Same thing with the ESL Pro League relegations, which I also did. Exact same processes, exact same following of of, uh, of formats and shit. All of that was covered by ESL. And again, it doesn't take that much effort to do that region justice. It doesn't take much effort to do it for EU, for South America, for OCE, for Asia, for CIS, for fucking Antarctica, for fuck's sake. It doesn't matter, right? It does not Damn take that penguins. much realistically. <laughs> Rocket Penguins, man. We're going to found that shit later this week. Yeah. Bottom line. I remember. Oh, there was a team called Rare, uh, Rare Penguins. I remember that. Bottom times. line is that this move is bullshit and I do not have faith for OCE this season. And that fucking sucks, man. Because the mm -hmm. Aussies are a bunch of absolute lads. I still remember fucking Yummy doing backflips and shoeys and landing, right? And I still remember the fucking entrance that CJ made out on the, land, uh, on the season five world championship stage. I still remember all these things. You know, they have the most personality of any of the Rocket League sort of uh, players. They might not be amazing. Yeah. They might not be able to make championship runs, but at least they'll make an entertaining time doing it. And we lose something by taking away the product that those guys had. And we've taken that away. So GG, boys. Fucking congratulations. Right.
Let's move on. We've rambled on the news for about an hour. Um, Bacon wants to skip the mailbag. I don't really want to because there is a little bit to answer, and I think we've left it out for a little bit of a week. So I think we can just blast through things very quickly. I mean, I don't have much to say. I don't have much to say on the first one. Yeah, I don't have much to say on the first one, to be honest. So I'll let you sort of take a, take a hold of this one. So again, our mailbag segment, for those of you who are unaware, if you are part of our Discord uh, community, then of course you can go ahead and send us a question or a, uh, a comment uh, via the mailbag. And chances are we'll read it out live on air. It's exclamation mark Discord in the Twitch chat. Uh, so uh, make sure you go ahead and do that. Uh, or if you're listening to the audio versions or video versions of the podcast via whatever platform you're listening to, there is a link in the video description and show notes of every single episode. Click that, follow it through, go to the mailbag channel and you can send us a question our first one comes from mr trox uh, says season 11 rank distribution has been released he sent a link from the uh, to the rocket league subreddit and we have a new record high of champs and gcs after last season with 1.02 percent uh, or 0.42 percent in threes respectively uh, what is your take on this should there be another rank separation in gc or mmr refinement in general as it stands right now even with the player base increase it's been easier than ever before to reach gc and then extra cognition a new joiner to the server actually uh, put out this little uh, um mm. I put out this little sort of like a, a, a big paragraph explaining how the way things work in ranked, which is too much for me to read. Again, I'm not too much of a, 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 a ranked person. It's pretty much really... explaining everything yeah. and breaking it down. I, I don't really, I don't really t- pay much attention to ranked because for me, I'm just personally more about a, a a competitive sort of like tournaments guy rather than a ranked sort of warrior. So, Bacon, this is probably going to be your area of expertise. Uh, what's your impression on 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 ranked at the moment? So basically what's happened since, when was the ranked reset? I remember it back in season four, was it? Uh, where they took, yep, season four, when we had the hard reset. Essentially since then we've had soft resets. So there's been a steady, I'm going to dub it as a power creep, but it's not really because that's a complete wrong term. But essentially where you set the bar at very specific levels, essentially. From how the system works, naturally with more wins over time, that the that bar is just going to have more people pass on through it. So that's why currently now, like you got to think back at the uh, end of season four, I think it was something like 0.05% of players were in Grand Champion. By now, uh, like as we come into season 11, 0.44. That is actually a really high number in the grand scheme of things. Because you got to think that Grand Champion slot should be the pinnacle. If you look to Overwatch, uh, as an example, just because I know that, that's generally like the way they try and do it is they're sort of grand champion or grand master rank, and then they go into the top 500 pretty quickly after that. Now, with Rocket League, where we've got grand champion having 0.44% and then champ three having near enough a whole percent itself, uh, going into champ two, where you've got 2% of your player base in standard modes. And I'm going to be looking at uh, standard here because that's what the game should be based on. Essentially, free v free there. Nearly four percent in champ one, five and a half percent in diamond free. That is absolutely ludicrous to be looking at. Where essentially you've got a very like near enough stable out. Where if you take this to Counter Strike and that, where you want most of your player base is to be in the sort of second tier. Uh, for us, that would be silver, and then maybe going into gold a little bit not where the current majority of the player base is um which is currently and i'm just quickly looking it up because i'm going to use uh 
standard again is roughly anywhere from gold one to plat two is where the large amount of your majority of the player base is which is too high essentially you want to give them a lot of room of growth if you want the development of your esport you want to be able to categorically see that once you start hitting say diamond you're a really good player you start hitting champ one you're a fucking good player you hit into grand champ you're one of the best in the world ideally near enough a top say 5,000 player in the world. Rocket League at the moment, that Grand Champ mark is going to be somewhere around your top, save. don't quote me on it, but I'd be imagining somewhere around your top 40,000 players there. It's getting scarily, yeah, bad, essentially. And you can't, like, 40,000 players in that point is a bit too much, isn't it, Jane? When it's the pinnacle okay. of the game, essentially. Okay, but if, you, if you're considering where it is, where 40,000 players could also be... 40,000 players might be 1% of 40 million players, for example, you know? So, like, for, for me, it kind of... Um, it, it, it depends really on the player numbers. I think what a lot of people need to focus on specifically is where we are at the lower end. Uh, you know, uh, mm. uh, of the spectrum. Because if we're in a situation where there is less people in, say, bronze, for example, than there are in uh, uh, than there are in GC. Like, if there's more people in GC than there are in bronze, then yeah, we've got problems in terms of the way that our ranks are distributed. So that might have to look um, into something. Um, it's not that bad, but you've got there's more people in. Uh, let's say silver than there are in bronze. There's it, there's more people in gold than there are in bronze. Um, well, again, that, that's, that's, is, just more, that's just more uh, because the average player is sitting numbers. there. Ideally, if you wanted to see like a way the ranks distribution, if you went from low to high, you want to see like a big spike up the middle and then back down. So like down, up and down. That's the way that it does. It happens in Counter-Strike. If you take a look at some of the statistics, it sort of like balances out to the point where the middle ranks are where most players are at right now. Um and again, that's roughly where we should be. I don't think it's quite balancing that with like, you know, mostly I a buyer buy towards silver. I'm doing a graph now in chat. Uh, so Craig can quickly pop this up so people can see. And of course you can see as well, Jay. But that is like what Solo Duel, so 1v1 is currently seeing at, is where the entire game should be at. And you can clearly see it is very, very disjointed. Like, again, Standard, which is the main game mode, is a complete and utter mess when you look at it from a graph perspective. Okay. So this makes a bit more sense now that I see that. So okay, fair enough. Again, this isn't my this isn't my area of expertise. It's very clearly Bacon's sort of area of where he's sort of. This uh, is just knows growth of games because naturally this is why it feels like you you've got to have your main player base, like near enough your casuals, in that lower area so that there's easy sort of growth through the game. You can see yeah. yourself getting better. Whereas this feels now, and we've seen it. Um I can remember when we were in Valencia, for example, we played on the switch didn't we and oh god we yeah, i remember this yeah like we picked this up and did not see any feasible difference from silver players when we first started to the end of us near enough doing split screen ranked on a switch to i want to say it was we got placed like near diamond or something there was no difference in the level of players from us sort of like watching it it felt very jumbled up and 
from just looking at stats like this, it doesn't give you the entire picture, but it shows that there's not a clear sort of like window, a clear indication of your level. It's why, again, taking that whole OMGC stuck in plat, but no, you could expect diamond players stuck in plat, you know? And that is not a good area to be in when this, again, is a large, large split of the player base. And we know Rocket League, is it's over 50,000 players now. I can't remember where it was last sitting at, because um, I'm, seen a post from Sonix recently I want to say we're probably approaching somewhere near 70 80 million players sorry not 50,000 um but yeah that sort of level and if you've got a large part of your player base that's probably really pushed forward when they need to be reined back in it's bad essentially it's that whole point of everyone asking for hard resets is very much justified because you've got to reset that yeah curve or at least set that sort of like the standing of each area to a certain percentage, a hard percentage of the player base. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, look, in, in the end, when the numbers grow for, an, for a game, the numbers are also going to get skewed for the ranking system. And so eventually you're going to have to do a go for a moment where you have to like reset the way that the numbers work, reset mm -hmm. the numbers themselves and try and just start again, essentially. Like that, that's just the nature of the way that ranked systems have to work in, in, in competitive games. So yeah, I'd say it's probably justified. Again, it's not my area of expertise. So I'm not going to claim that as gospel. Um, uh, but based off what Bacon's saying, it seems to be the, the right course of action. Yeah, my point go. is a hard reset isn't, needed as such as long as you change how the MMR system works but if you want to keep the same MMR system you need to do a hard reset at this point because it's been going on too long and there you go. That's our thoughts on ranked. Final question uh, coming in from Exacognition. Again, new joiner to the server. So welcome, buddy. I hope you're having a great time. Be sure to get involved in the conversation. <laughs> and of course, here you go. Here's your question regarding the Olympics. Quote, my own question is regarding the Olympics. I just said that. Supported event and whether... Or, oh, sorry. My, question, my own question is regarding the Olympic supported event and whether you think it will affect the direction of the esports, specifically in terms of pushing Rocket League more towards a sports model than the esports model. It seems like a validation of the idea that RL has, potential, uh, has a potential audience beyond a typical esport if this happens how do you think this will affect esports attitudes towards things like competitive integrity both in terms of tournament practice and structures open access across regions as well as professional elements such as drug testing agencies etc um so in terms of pushing it towards more sports model um i don't it, it, in terms of, it, it, it depends what you mean by sports mm. model there's like sports model in terms of like you know uh, as you mentioned like a a integrity and, and formats and then a sports model in terms of sports business model um, and if there's a sports business model absolutely fucking lutely not I don't want that I don't think it should do like that um, if anything the Olympic sort of backing sort of supports the idea of the open circuit um, which I think yeah. is the ideal circuit I think uh, you know I, maybe, maybe, I, I, I agree that open circuit to a greater extent will cause just absolute chaos and discord across the entire scene um, but if you're able to sort of oversee things from like a governing body which is where I think developers really should be at in, in terms of their esports games um then then you shouldn't have much problems with an open circuit if everything's moderated correctly as for the uh uh, uh attitude uh towards um uh you know, a competitive integrity, like esports already cares so much about competitive integrity. You should see the threads that went up when they announced last season's world championship format. People shit the fucking bed, right? You should see the counter-strike discussions right now. Uh, every time they, every time people bring up refresh and the blast pro series, people absolutely hate the idea that refresh own a team competing in the blast pro series. And they absolutely hate the idea that any sort of corporate entity should own more than one element in, in, in the context 
to the landscape. Like people are okay with the fact that Refresh own a team in Counter Strike and a team in League of Legends and a team here and there, but they aren't happy with the fact that they own a team in Counter Strike and a tournament in Counter Strike that the team therefore competes at. It's a very clear conflict of interest. Um, and people went to war with Refresh about this. You should have seen the numbers for the last Blast Pro series. They were the lowest across the board. And you should have seen what happened when they brought Nikola Nyholm out on the uh, uh, on the Starladder Major. Like he got a reaction of anywhere ranging from anywhere from blind hate to sheer indifference from the audience in Berlin that day. You know, when they brought him up to celebrate with his team, Astralis, who had just won the Starladder Berlin Major, like people in esports care about shit like that. That's the reason why over the course of time we have seen stuff like better, uh, uh, better, better elements such as drug testing. That has been brought into ESL tournaments left, right, and center. You can't go and enter an ESL tournament if you haven't taken a drugs test. And you'll be forced, and you have to, there's a part in the rule book that says, if requested, you have to submit a piss test. If ESL says, we think you're on drugs, please do this. Uh, that's the way it go works, you know. In terms of tournament bracket and structures, that's something that we need to make progress on in Rocket League specifically, but that's more a psionics problem than anything else because it's only the psionics that tournaments that have issues. better. That uh, is getting say. better slowly. I still think the RLCS Worlds needs to fucking improve, and I think any, everyone can agree to that. Um... Even to the point that a lot was on Twitter earlier this week saying, uh, yeah, I'd rather go back to double elimination. And to be fair, I can't really disagree with that. I personally think that they should I go back to double elimination. I can see them moving to two groups instead of four for this upcoming season, I reckon. Uh, they'll make a little change there and do two groups of, oh, Christ, in my head, trying to do the numbers quickly. That's six. Yes, two groups of six and then doing like, I don't know, top eight moves out from that direction. And they do some sort of like, I don't know, Swiss rounds or something. Who cares? Uh, but... Like, looking at this, like, for me, the only way you could do it more of a typical sport would be franchising. And I can't see Rocket League do franchising at all. Like that Not with Epic's backing, happen. no. Ep Epic love the open circuit. So if they're going to mm -hmm. have any control over the eSport, then there will not be a franchise model, which thank and Epic, fuck. And you've got to look at what's currently, like, Epic have seen what's going on with the Overwatch League and are right to be a little bit cautious about that. Uh, Blizzard slash Activision are now doubling down with their COD stuff, which is essentially used in the same like arenas as uh, what the Overwatch League are moving to. So they'll be watching what, an, like, what a franchise league is, but they won't turn Rocket League into that. It'd be some I mean, future even game then, they might be working on. Even then, if you ever read between... Excuse me, if you ever read the reports or read between the lines on anything Overwatch League, there's nothing to be, you know, impressed about with the Overwatch League. Like, it is a categoric failure, in my opinion, um, with the way that it's turning around money. I mean, investors seem to be happy with it, but I certainly wouldn't be if I was one of those guys. It's losing money. It's yeah, losing yeah. money big time, and they can't keep up the production costs. I think they recently also announced that they aren't going to be in the Blizzard arena anymore because they can't afford to rent out the space, which is just like, holy shit, this has really gone downhill, guys. From a record-breaking season where you got hundreds of thousands of viewers in the first week of league play to suddenly getting accusations of potentially viewbotting viewers, now losing out on your main arena and everything like that. Like, it's not a... It, like, franchising can only work in a small capacity. That's why Gfinity Elite Series works, you know? Yep. That's the reason. That's the only reason why, because it wasn't in a worldwide capacity. You know, esports just isn't ready for it. The people in esports don't care about it enough, um, and they want to see an open circuit where the objectively best teams are able to win. And that's the reason why we don't have a problem in terms of competitive integrity and formats and brackets and structures. You know, because people 
inherently in esports want to see those things in place. You know, we don't have to worry about that. That's absolutely fine uh, from the audience perspective. The only issue is trying to convince the people who think they know what they're doing uh, to do the right thing. Uh, and, and that's another conversation that we can have in a whole other podcast, but we're running out of time because we are uh, 72 minutes into this show and we still haven't gotten it to the RLRS plans. We're going to move on and talk about that. Regardless, thank you, Exa, for your question. And again, if you want to send a question, then it's explanation mark Discord in the Twitch chat right now or the link is in the show notes and video descriptions of every single episode of the podcast. Right. This weekend will mark the start of RLCS Season 8 with our RLRS planes. Therefore, it is the duty of myself and Digital Bacon to go through the listings of the teams and talk about the best teams from the bubble scene in Europe and see whether or mm-hmm. not they can place highly or whether they can make it into the now eight spots available for the RLRS this season. Of course, the expansion leaves open for two more spots and two disbandments means that we go from the original six to now eight a lot of strong competition in this one actually bacon i was going through the list mm-hmm. and i have to say that trying to get through every sort of like pick and trying to make my decision like if you saw on the if you saw on the show notes earlier i actually had 13 a list of 13 teams that i thought could potentially make a run through um mm. of course we have to boil that down to aches there are eight spots available and we'll be showing you our respective picks as time goes on uh but yeah i mean overall such a strong field from europe this season yeah, Europe is incredible, and it uh, largely, I would say, comes down to, again, those two lost spots from RORS. So, of course, you've got those players that were from previous seasons being able to come back down, and then you're mixing that in with the new talent that is coming through, largely, helpfully, from stuff like the DreamHack um, Pro Circuit, where that has really given us impact, as well as a lot of national leagues. We're talking Rocket Baguette doing crazy stuff out in France. Um, yeah. Um, as well as bringing that over to UK, we've got our own county leagues and such. And then, of course, Insomnia and Epic. Um, the Benelux region is really popping off, and I can't wait to get a little bit closer to that in the coming weeks, which would be awesome. Um, we know Switzerland is on the rise once again. Not entirely there, but they're on the rise purely because of what is going on over in that region. Of course, like the same can be said for Germany. And Europe is finally sort of getting its grassroots in order, which is bolstering, and we're starting to see the actual effects of that Come up into the RORS level. Indeed, it is. So, therefore, this 1218 playing bracket could go one of 128 different ways, I guess you could say. Um, this is going to be a very interesting time. We're going to start off our little sequence by just going through some of the teams that we picked out that could potentially be ones to watch over the course of this bracket. These aren't the ones that we think are going to be the, our overall picks to go forward in this one. Um, we have got 18 teams we do want to highlight about their current storylines and their current place in the scene. So, we're going to go through those and then we'll go between each of our eight different picks for who we think will make it into the final RLRS. So, we'll start with Nordavind, Sabadam, Aldente, and Data. This is a team that uh, could do some great stuff, I think. You know, The problem with them, however, is you the fact that... Do. No, no, legitimately, when I was out in Monaco, I had the chance to watch them play against uh, Ixo's team, and I think that they looked legit. You know, I think that they didn't look amazing or anything incredible, but compared to where we were still talking about them about, you know, at the beginning of the year, where it was like Nordavinda just not going anywhere, I think the addition of Sebadam has sort of brought some level of structure to this team to the point where now they could well be in a position to impress, you know? Again, I don't pick them to make it into the RLRS, but compared to where they were before, I think they have made strides to improve. Sebadam's been in this team since the start of the year, though, Jay. 
Like, it has been a long time, and they don't really have anything massive of note uh, behind them. And for me, like, they're, they're a team that always... Like, they get far, but they fuck it just before they really need to. And essentially, I think they'll probably get, let's say, uh, top... Uh, I'm trying to think what is about top, let's say, 16. So a couple of stages before the qualifying spot. Yeah. But they won't actually get there. And again, from what we've seen them, I have no... I, I, I could put money on them not making RORS because... the. They've got their consistency. They're consistently inconsistent. So it's a yikes from me. I wouldn't put money on that, honestly. I don't think I would. Um, I have a little more faith in Nordavind, I think. Um, you know, again, comparing to where they were before, I think they have made strides to improve. And yes, yeah, 7M has been in there since the start of the year. You're right about that. But. I also think that I haven't been able to find a way to implement him until recently. And now they're starting to look like they have. Therefore, things can actually start to look pretty impressive. Again, I'm not saying they're going to make it in. I'm going to say that they might mm -hmm. well do. Um, so let's see if they actually will uh, when it comes to their play. And again, top 16, I think, would be about on par. Anything higher than that, obviously, they're in the RLS, RLRS at that point. So there you go. Uh, so let's move on and talk about total, sh total shit is what total this name Chardin. really is. Total, it's total damage. Yeah, th this is... Um, it's like uh, a write-off. That's what the name means. Is that what it, is that what it means? In, yeah, like a car um, write-off. Okay, I'm guessing that's what it means in German then. Okay, fair enough. Like, yeah. um, but yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, Tol, Tol Schaden uh, is, the, uh, uh, is the team name uh, of Rizex, Coca, and uh, Dumian. Uh, I think it's how you say Dumain. that fun. Dumain. There you go. See, I, I'm, I'm dyslexic, man. When you pro when you post up names and words like this, I don't know what, how to handle it, man. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so this am I, is a by the way, and I'd never have a problem. I sort this out because I look at it and then realize I can't do stuff fast, but I just look at it and go, it's that way, okay. Right, I just Take suck, time. right, man. I just, you I just suck, suck, right. So, Rizet's Coca and Dumain. What do we think of these guys? Because these are some pretty impressive players. You know, Rizex being part of the uh, mm -hmm. scene for a long time. Coca's also been up there. Dumain, I think, has also been around for a while. I don't think he's actually had the heights that Rizex and Coca have had. But um, uh, this is a team that I, th I think, again, has a little about as much potential as Nordavind. Yeah, so we recently uh, ran at Rewind uh, the trials, the summer trials, we called it. And Toshan came out on top, Jay. They were the team that won it all. They didn't do incredible during the uh, like qualifying cups. Uh, they came, if I remember correctly, uh, like they got twenty points over it or something like that. So they were, I want to say something like fourth seed coming into it, and they took down Notorious Legion, took down Unique Stars, and then took down Baguette Squad. Again, Baguette Squad's the one really of note there for me, purely because that is a team that, you know, dropped out last season from RORS. So that is a good benchmark of where you should be at. They took it in a close game seven. It was a brilliant final. But this is a team that I don't know. It seems like they're up and down. Naturally, Rizex and Coco have been working together for ages. They bought in Domain. They're looking good, but they can be a little patchy at times. Yeah, I mean, did they ever had any uh, any have any other results uh, in the trials? Or was it just that grand final position that they were able to take? What was their performance in, in trial one, two, and three? Uh, so in two and four, they came runners up, and I can't remember if they like got anywhere in the like if they even signed up in the other ones. I'm quickly checking out. Oh, it, yeah. 
three. I'm just quickly checking. Yeah, they only signed up in uh, two and four. Those were the only two they can make. So okay. runners-up in the two they entered and then won the finals. It's solid considering the level that was in the, um, you know, uh, the finals. That, uh, sorry, Cup 2, they uh, just lost out to Exalti, who are looking good. And Cup 4, they just lost out to Flomp Razon. So a decent level of team to lose to and ones that we're looking to probably make the run as well, you know? Yeah, they've had a number of performances as well, going pretty deep into the uh, into the weekly scene. You know what's left of it, at least. Mm -hmm. uh, you know they actually had a, a first place finish at this AMD Masters uh, tournament that happened in uh, uh, in Munich, um, yep. uh, which which which, in fairness, was only a show match between two other teams anyway. So there's always that. Um, they they, uh, they beat Golden Yeezy Man of Yeezy Golden Nugget and uh, uh, and Banana Man. So. Yeah, you know, it's not even that bad of a team. I mean, that was a pretty high price, high price pool sort of a, a, a matchup as well. Um, and of course, you mentioned they went far in the uh, in the rewind trials, and uh, also uh, they qualified for some tournament called the Esports Championships Premier League, which I think is a. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know who's organising this one actually, but it looks like it was a uh, it was some sort of weird European tournament um, uh, that, that's currently going on. That Ted is casting, if I recall correctly. So. So yeah, they've had some. They've had a number of great results, honestly, and they're looking like pretty impressive. You know, this is an all German roster, um, uh, uh, and right now things are looking. Oh, we sports championships. I know what you mean now. Yeah, I know those guys. I don't. Know they've afraid, got their so. Premier League thing coming up, and they're currently doing qualifiers for each of them. I got asked to cast for it, but Jay, we're so busy at the moment, I couldn't fit it in. Yeah, that's true. And I mean. it's, yeah, I saw Tadar and Danny on that. Uh, I even saw they got Squidim talking about him. And they've got a couple of their own guys, like um, Counterfeit. He, I want to say, does League or CS as well. I think it's League. So they're trying up new things. And it's a new org. They're, I want to say, English or something like that. And they're bringing forward a new like, concept. Counterfeit. Is that, Pete, is that Peter, by any chance? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Pete. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I know who you're talking about. That's fair play. Yeah, he does League of Legends. Mm -hmm. You're right. Fair enough then. Um, well, yeah, I mean, again, there's pretty good, pretty impressive results for Total Shan. And the reason why I haven't put them as high, uh, and the reason why I haven't put them in the uh, in the top eight for me, is the fact that this team, there's there's so many other good talents there, you know, and, and there's some also really tragic sort of uh, 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 teams and players that I've also left out of the top eight. That I, if I had to put, if I if I didn't, if I put uh, Total Shan up there, I'd have to put those guys as well. You know, there are some seriously good teams in this particular uh, in this bracket, and well, again, Total. Shan and can, can make a run and they could potentially steal it away in the last uh, in the last second I don't think that they're I don't think that's like my prediction and I, I I feel like that the the talent level is just way too high across the rest of the board yeah I don't expect them to make it through which sucks but again I can see them getting as far as Nordvin I'd rate them on that same level yep same as well I think we can agree with that right Mm -hmm. Tinny is our next squad. Tedder, Cheerio, and Chacaron. These guys, a if homage. I recall correctly, they made their way in through the first qualifier. Um, mm. uh, uh, and, and this is a pretty impressive lineup. You know, surprisingly some, 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 well. Yeah, you know, surprisingly good. Um, uh, uh, and obviously, these guys, again, have had some pretty decent experience, you know. Chacaron uh, and Tedder have had their sort of experiences in the uh, Gfinity Elite Series. Um, you know, Cheerio... Yeah, Cheerio as well. Also, I mean, sorry. The main reason, the main reason why I was thinking of thinking of Cheerio is that obviously the last main team he was on was obviously the Epsilon side, which also yeah. uh, you know had their own uh, independent runs. But you're right, Epsilon was his. Uh, sorry, Endpoint was his main sort of team for seasons one and two, and obviously he had two top two finishes in those particular. Um, 
uh, in those particular tournaments in the Elite Series, one of which actually was a championship winning sort of uh, uh, match. So absolutely fair play to uh, uh, to him for making that effort. And yeah, this is a pretty impressive team, you know. I don't think they've been seeing them around the uh, around the um, uh, around the weeklies. Um, uh, and again, I don't think they're the strongest team on the field. Um, but this is actually a, a kind of a bit of a weird alliance, honestly. Like you know, I think that the main weak point would have to be whether or not Shakaron can lead this team to uh, uh, to, to a decent stance. Um, Shaq normally does that. And my only problem, again, probably same as you, this is a bit of a wash team as such. They're the old guard, the originals. Yeah. And no, you do worry absolutely. about that. You take it. Again, this is all part of like, we started today with Doomsie. Drop now. It's the same sort of mindset. Now, this is a team that play the cards right. They have a cracking day. Yes, they can make RLRS. But do we expect them to get there? Like the two teams we just said, probably not. And that's just the harshity of it. Like, they're not fast players. And at the moment paces everything in rugby yeah. because it I was gonna say to so like, many plays you can't defend. I was going to say, most of the impressiveness of this team comes from the fact that they have such a good sort of trophy cabinet, essentially. Um, uh, uh, but the tr yeah, as you say, in terms of play styles, way too slow. And I don't think they're going to be able to keep pace with a lot of the other teams that are going to come out of the gates on this one. Um, uh, I feel like there's going to be a uh, there's going to be a severe sort of um, there's going to be a severe, a severe cloud of dust that they'll be left in uh, when it comes to uh, a lot of the games that they'll play. So that's the reason why I didn't pick them up. I didn't put them forward. Um, uh, Shakron's leadership, in theory, could coach Cheerio and Teta to a, to a decent championship. Uh, but again, I'm just not, I'm just not pledging my bets on that one for this one. Um, you know, again, this is the washed squad. Let's see if the washed squad might be able to get clean potentially for the uh, for the top <laughs> eight. Unique stars, another team of uh, well, unique stars, I guess you could say. These are guys that actually kind of chilled a lot around the uh, the bubble scene for a long time, especially Gary Gorlup. Um, uh, but that's him, Zeta, and Alexi uh, as part of the unique stars roster. This team also qualified through qualifier number if one. MD is playing in place because they've got four players. Now, this is an interesting one because this, to me, feels very much like Zedo and Gary's like last shot. Right? And you could probably say the same thing for Terra Shardin, where essentially these guys have been around the community scene since Christ, I can remember, probably since I was casting, you know, yeah. like starting casting, I mean. Yep. And they've got Alexi, who has been on the uh, Nordic scene and is incredible as a player, a bit inconsistent, however, I will say. And that's why they've also got this fourth guy, MD. And all of them really work together quite, quite well. Um, again, taking the Trials, Jay, as an example, they got through to the semi finals uh, drop in to Total Shardin again in a 3-0 but it was a fairly close 3-0 3-1 3-2 overtime and then 3-0 in the finals and it just came down to that last game Total Shardin just having them figured out essentially if they've gone away in the last month and worked on it this is a team that could sneak one of those you know last spots in the lower bracket you know potentially yeah I feel like that that that, that is a plausible sort of prospect for them um uh, I, I just feel like, though, that again, in terms of the sum of their parts, they are a pretty low-ranked team in comparison to some of the other teams that are there. Uh, you know, I, I certainly would rate them uh, lower than the total. total They're Shadow. a wild card. Yeah, That's they're a wildcard yeah. team. You know, if they go go good on the day, then I can see Gary Gore up doing some decent stuff. Zeto's obviously got a little bit of pedigree behind him. You know, previously mm -hmm. part of Unique Stars going back in the bubble scene days. Um, uh, a number of a couple of decent uh, uh, opportunities. I think his most uh, his, his biggest result was Frag League, uh, where he came third in that yep. um, uh, in that tournament. Knit himself a nice thousand uh, dollars for his team, which was I believe sweaty carry, if I recall correctly. Um, 
So yeah, unique unique styles have a have a little bit of uh, pedigree behind them, but again, I just don't think that the, the, the sum of their parts is good enough to um it uh, uh, is good enough to make a run to the to the bracket uh, just as like a, a, a prediction. You know, I think the thing to highlight about a lot of the teams that we have on this list on, on this list of initial way team um, is the fact that any one of them on the day could go ham and any one of them could make a run. Um, I think that is just the key sort of thing about the play-ins as, uh, overall is the fact that any team on any one team on the day could smash their way through the whole bracket and have absolutely no worries uh, in terms of getting to the in terms of the, in terms of getting to the top eight, but that's only if their performance lines up. Excuse me, on the day, you know. Yeah, Jay, I'm looking at the time here, buddy. I think we need to probably pick up the pace. Uh, I realise that's down to me. Don't worry. Uh, oh, Coming have, have a hard out. Yeah, a little bit of a hard out, not a massive oh, one, shit. but I get, no, don't worry. Just we can pick up the pace in this. Dreamy is the next one coming up. Lacombe's Pioneer and Petty DD. This is the Russian squad that yep. have been together for so long. Um, the short and sweet of it, the TLDR, they peak too early for this team. They'll do incredible knocking down a lot of these uh, teams in the light. They'll do damage at the start of the upper bracket, but then they'll lose and then they'll lose straight again. Yeah. This is a team that always peaks really early. Yeah, we've seen them in a lot of community tournaments going ham in the first couple of matches, but they don't usually make it as far as to go uh, all the way. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's nice to see, it's, it's nice to see the Russians sort of uh, uh, concede um, uh, and come out again. But at the end of the day, I don't believe that they're going to be able to make a decent run. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to put them up just to highlight again another team from another region that hasn't been well represented. So, yeah, Dream Eaters, keep your eyes on them. I don't think we'll see them on stream, but we'll find out. Uh, Comrade Gaming, Noah, KingJS and Cynical. Crisis was moved to uh, the sub role from starter mm -hmm. he was a starter at the beginning of the year when he was playing in the renegade cup um uh, and this is another team of nice uk players i like the uk teams you know they're pretty decent i think bacon and this is one that could make the run we saw back in the uh rival oh, it went the pool pie it was that uh monthly the summer open that's what i'm thinking of and they did a lot of damage in that um they do a lot of work together at land vents we just saw them play in insomnia in that and this is a team if they're on the day and again we're going to be saying this about a lot of teams yeah it if it is going to be down they could do damage and again another wildcard pick to sneak that last spot but it's that's all we're giving them Right, uh, so let's move on. WLF uh, are back in force. Uh, Lindo, CKS, and Hyder. Yeah. I don't think I know too much about Hyder, to be honest. Um, I mostly picked these guys because they're WLF. Um, uh, Lindo and CKS, of course, have their pedigree, but they've been out of the professional circuit for a bit of time, Bacon. Yeah, so again, this is Lindo, CKS, and Hyder are good players, but they're not RORS good. Again, it would take a, rem a remarkable day for them to be able to do it, and... I look at this and just go, no, I reckon they're more close to the top 32 level. Yeah, not 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 going to be a great sort of performance from them. Just mostly, again, that name value coming into play. But uh, when it comes to ROLRS, any team really can show up and knock yeah. down some of the more noble names. Of course. Well, this is a big notable name, actually. That I, I, mm. I was kind of a, I was debating to put this guy, these guys in my top eight. I didn't because I put another other players there. Um, uh, the main reason I think is because of Jay Walls. Um, the, of course, the, the 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 roster of this team is mm. Alex, Niels, Cook, and Jay Walls. And the truth is, I think it's a bit lopsided in that respect. We've got Alex, who's obviously former RLRS, Niels, Cook, part of that old XL roster. Jay Walls has had his moments, but again, he's been out of the top end for a while. You're going to shake in your head and disagreeing with me. Bacon. I think Alex is the weakest player on this roster. And being honest about really? that, Jay Walls has just always been unlucky on his uh, teams. Uh, like, they just seem to disband around him. Uh, there's a reason he was the flip side sub. Like, he was actually a solid 
standing uh, way back. And this is just more of a leftover scenario, you know, where it's good players that just could not find a team because they lost out to different regions. Uh, we know Niels got uh, pushed out of Veloce. Alex, of course, from the whole Mouse Sports disbandment. And Jay Walls not seemingly working with. He had, like, he was trying to get on with the Eagles, uh, who we'll talk about later, uh, but just sort of lost that uh, spot there. And so this is a leftover scenario, but one that looks surprisingly quite good. Yeah, again, I debated putting these guys in my top eight. I just didn't do so because I wanted to reserve the spot for someone else. Um, so yeah, I uh, um, I think that they, I think it's probably of all the teams here, this is probably the one that's most likely to make a run into the top mm -hmm. eight of all the teams that we wanted to highlight. So keep your eyes on these guys. Don't be surprised that they make it forward. A uh, team that you should be surprised that they make it forward though is Aeriality. Uh, <laughs> sorry, oh, Tylacto. I love you guys. So seriously, Tylacto, Raffaro, Polar. I got nothing against you, but. When I think of reality, I think of the team that smashed out the DreamHack qualifiers, and you guys are not that, unfortunately. And again, I know, I know it sucks for Tyler, so I know it fucking stings. I know that you've had a hard time with this, with your teammates going with a completely different player. Uh, but at the end of the day, it is what it is, and this team is not the team that I think could have made a, a, a run, you know? Yeah, and again, that can be said for Rafa and Polar as well, where they sort of got hard done by on their teams that they were yep. trying to form. And it was sort of like the same idea as Big Brain Gamers, where this was RORS teams sort of going astray. But this was more with bubble teams here with uh, Tylat doing that. And I still, I looked at it this day and go, why did the previous Air Reality break up? That was the dumbest move ever. ever. But... I hope we get to see these guys on stream because Polar out of these three is one that could become an RLRS talent and even maybe push yeah. forward. This lad is nuts. And again, I he's probably the one I feel most sorry for, if anything, there because he should be on an RLRS team. He is that good. Well, he was able to win it, uh, win the last, I think, three Epic Lands in total. Um, <laughs> something something along those lines. Playing with Rafa and Banana Man on Epic 27 and Epic 26. He might have also been able to have a decent time at Epic 25, although I think my grand said was the team that did that. Uh, uh, yeah, that. because that's before the bigger players Yeah. Had. Yeah, that no, was so. Epic. Yeah, no, yeah. Polar's pretty damn decent in the UK scene. Um, I think he was also playing in the uh, uh, in the Belong Arena Clash. So you want to keep your eyes on that tournament if you mm -hmm. want to see where he's going to go. Um, uh, I think he's got a lot of potential. Uh, hopefully, we can see him play. But again, it depends whether Aeriality can make it deep enough in the bracket. Echo Zulu are a team that also need to make a deep run because they had their flash in the pan performance at Leipzig, and then mm -hmm. they've had nothing else since. Basically, they didn't make it into the next season of the RLRS, and I don't think they can do it this time again, Bacon. Yeah, I'm currently just quickly picking up because I know they're playing in the, uh, I want to say it's the Kaiser League. Um, give me one second. But they're not doing incredible there. I don't know why Wikipedia's just being slow on me. It's more Chrome. Uh, yeah, they're middling in the Kaiser League. Two wins, two losses uh, against teams like Gamefist, Bram Swagger, Pyatrix, yep. and Ole. Yikes. Uh, Sect 1, though Fake Out and Bilbo, that's a good squad, and I don't know why I'm not playing under that same squad, but they're, they're on different teams that are fairly strong, so fair enough. And MCOM, which is Mike Boy, Justice, and Semtex, that's a good squad as well. But, so I can understand it a little bit more, but this Echo Zulu, again, the one that we saw make it to top 8 at uh, Leipzig, has not had a similar performance since, and it's a little no. worrying.
Yeah, again, we hope for the big sort of underdog run from them to carry forward and go further on in the RLRS, but it hasn't happened, and I don't think it's going to happen here. Um, I, I have I, This is the same roster, by the way, from the DreamHack Leipzig from very, the very start of the year, so they haven't made any major changes. Therefore, it gives me no sort of faith in the idea that they'll be able to uh, to make it happen again. Again, if their performance on the day is fantastic, then okay, fair enough, because obviously in Leipzig, they had a great on-the-day performance for two days in a row. Mm. Um, will that happen again, though? I mean, the style's got to be perfect. Hopefully the plants align. I don't know. Uh, and we'll see whether Echo Zulu will make it happen. But again, I'm not hedging my bets on this team. Neither am I hedging the bets on the intellectuals who made a couple of good runs a couple of seasons ago. Uh, Z9 distant and shots, shots being the uh, the uh, well, this got the Scottish player from the Belong Arena clash who's recently had his command, uh, emergence this year. Um, and again, this is a team I highlighted for name value alone. Um, again, I, I think that Z9 could potentially lead a good team to the RLRS one day, but I don't think this is the team. No, and again, you're talking about that. Shots is the best player on this roster. Z9 and Distan, if they were ever to make it, it would have been about two a uh, season or two ago. These are guys that didn't hit it, and I, with the new talent coming through, I don't think they're going to be able to make it. I feel bad saying that because they're nice lads, but you got to be blunt in reality when we're yeah, talking like I mean this, Jay. And at the end of the day, right, it's, 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 something, it's something I said to Data, right? You know, like, if we criticize you as a player, it's exclusively for your play skill and nothing more than that. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's as far as I'm going to go with if, that. If they line. get to, you know, that top 12 point and, like, they're getting into those run-up spaces, we'll be supporting them. We'll be there watching the string go, 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 do it, do it. We really want to. A bit like <laughs> intellectuals, what was it, two seasons ago? But it's just that point of, to be honest, beforehand, when we're doing predictions... It's not it. Got to go with your head. Got to go with your yep. head every time. Got to go with your head on dot, dot, dot as well. Maestro's back in action. He's teamed up with Saxon Eesh. and Ash. Saxon's a pretty strong player, but again, Maestro's yep. not been in a great place ever since the Vikings. You know, like he's, I think the one element that fell. Yeah, no, he's the one player that sort of fell as far from grace as you possibly could out of the RLRS from several seasons ago. So, yeah, I mean, Saxon's a great element. I think that potentially he's the best element of this team. Yep. Um, uh, but, but yeah, I, this team's not going to do much. Not going to do much no. at all. Agree on that. We need to move forward. Because, yep. yeah. <laughs> Underwater Squad are a team that I believe actually Ooh. you may have put them. Yeah, no, sorry. Okay, yeah. so scratch that. Excuse me. I'm going to take those t that team out of the uh, list then. It's, I, I fucked that up. Um, I shouldn't be there. We'll talk about them when we come to our predictions. Svet Geneva are a team that I definitely wanted to highlight, obviously, because we've been watching mm. them for the past several weeks on the TCS Esports League. But this is a team that's not competing in the TCS Esports League. This is Mirrorwing, Hello, and Skyline. Usually, Skyline will be replaced by Zephyr in that regional league. And this time, uh, they've got Skyline in. What are we think of Skyline in his context of where he fits in with this team? With this squad, uh, Skyline doesn't really like the national uh, scene, hence why he's not in there. And they had to bring Safair back in. <laughs> and um, here he is playing with a Swiss player and a French player. Nice. Yeah, this was sort of like Svet Geneva trying to make the push for the international at the same time. It's a good squad, but I don't think they've actually put in enough time together because naturally Svet Geneva split between two squads. If I look at these guys, would they win a couple of matches, like two, maybe three, and get to whatever that is, what, top 120, top 64, top 32? Sounds about right for them, I reckon. 
I, look, if this team had Zafir instead of Skyline, I would say, yeah, they'd be a dark horse to make it in. You know, that, that, that's what I'd say uh, in, in that respect. Um, uh, uh, but I'm no more than that. I'm not going to say anything on that subject yeah. on either side. Granite Gaming, Meaty Nix and Maiden. This is the team that Doomsy is originally a part of, but now he's been benched. So that means that this team... I mean, what, wait, what, do, you, what do you make well, of this that team? That means for me, naturally, I've got to say they double straight out. Uh, otherwise, I'm a bad friend. That, that's just... <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. Uh, yeah, me, Enix, and uh, Medim. Um, me, Enix are pretty good players. Um, the problem is I don't win, think they've had... But that's I don't, probably it. Yeah, they'll, they'll get a win. Um, I think the problem is that they haven't had a whole lot of experience at this level, so I don't think they can make a massive uh, mm. uh, run through things. So, uh, yeah. Complex. Yeezy, Finex, Onno. Uh, with Kennel number seven as the sub. Um, Kennel number seven appropriately being the sub because he hasn't had any sort of major results. He hasn't competed mm -hmm. in anything, anything, anything significant. Not um, a bad sub. Not a bad sub at all, no. But Yeezy, Finex, and Onno, a couple of notable players. Again, I think Complex is sort of carried up by the fact that, you know, they have one of the, one of the Rocket League legends in their, in their ranks, you know? Yeezy, Finex, and Onno are very strong players as well. This will be one I'll be watching. Again, I don't expect them to make RORS. But like the earlier ones... Maybe a Dark Horse lower bracket run where they just sneak a spot. You know, it, it's possible with this side because they do have a high caliber of players. But again, probably around about that top 16 mark is where we expect to see them. And the RuneScape GFs, uh, the RuneScape Girlfriends, oh, uh, which is a fantastic gosh. name. Uh, I think we've already mentioned these guys. Marky, B-Peak, and Banana Man, obviously, with Marky being coming and making those headlines on the subreddit. Wrong Way Woody is a sub. Uh, Trox specifically requested that I spe specify that Wrong Way Woody is on the subreddit for this one. But yep. look, Marky's washed, B-Peak, and Banana. Uh, champ one these days? I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. Anyway, Marky's washed. That's the bottom line of it. That's the reason why this team's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you this know? was a team that would just scrap together again. Another one where, oh, let's just do it. Let's have the run. Uh, they don't have the main focus on making RLRS and probably won't. Again, a little bit like Granite Gaming. I see him one, maybe two wins, but that'll be all that's on the cards for these guys. And finally, one German team to close out our notable squads. Playing Ducks have RNZ, Nexus, FBFM, and Iravella as a sub, which is very curious, actually, because Iravella and FBFM have been playing together in the TCS Esports League, and I'd say that Iravella is actually a better player than FBFM, at least when it comes down to their recent performances. FBFM's still pretty damn good, but he's been very, very mm. quiet in the last couple of weeks. Um, and I think that Iravella might be in a better position in, the, in that uh, starting role. Um, I still think they're a strong team. Um, but I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna make it, especially if they have Iravella sitting out. Yeah, and you got to remember, Ironsy's playing for uh, Swiss Incredible Rebels as well. There, um, looking at this, are they? Are they, are they, feel, are they yeah. in, sorry, are they playing in uh, in the plans, or is it just TCS? No, just, just TCS. Okay, so uh, I, you I could, the, sorry, I could see this being a stronger side, being Rnz, Ravella, and FBFM. Uh, purely because you've got Ravella and FBFM playing a lot together. So naturally, that should be a good chemistry link. And then just having a lot of attacking prowess from RNZ and FBFM would be great with Iravella just looking to set them up. That, for me, should be the logical lineup, but it's just not that way. Uh, that's because the playing Ducks generally do this uh, format on a German scale, where they play in a lot of German tournaments together. Um Unfortunately, yeah, again, a couple of wins, maybe three most, just because level's that hard, dude.
Right, and those are our eight, 17, excuse me, teams that we wanted to note that weren't part of our eight team uh, picks, essentially. So we've actually picked out the eight teams that we think are going to go mm. forward into the RLRS. And for the most part, we're pretty similar. We've got five picks that we decided that, yes, this is definitely going to be uh, the teams that make it through. Uh, but three other teams that we kind of disagree on. So we'll start with some of the similarities. Just get through those real quick. Um, juveniles. Uh, mm -hmm. which is Calix, Breezy, and Blurry, of course. Uh, this is the core of the Aeriality squad that made those massive uh, moves back in the DreamHack qualifiers without Tylacto this time. Um, and the combination there is just incredible. Like they, These guys are looking on form lately. They are looking fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is probably one of, the, one of my top picks, at least, to go through. Yeah, you can understand the change for these guys. They're going with a player that's a little bit more mechanically gifted. Uh, yes, they're losing a bit of the team strats, but at this point in time with that bubble scene, the RORS level as it is now, mechanics is everything. So you can't blame them for that one, Jay. Yeah, Flom Razon is the second pick that we made a decision upon. Uh, this is, of course, Godsmiller, though, and Noli. Um, uh, three real solid players right now, you know. Like, uh, Six Noli's months ago, good. I would not have thought this team to... Like, Absolutely not, no, no. But, like, Noli's Actually, no, good. it would be just gods, because Noli had crazy run in uh, Renegades, and though on the MCOM was doing great, gods, I thought, was crap, but over the last few months, he has really redeemed himself. This is, he's a good player again, which is great to see, of course. Yeah, and again, though and Noli just being solid as fuck right now, like this is a team that could yeah. do Noli's the best of player damage. one to watch out for on that side. Yeah, he was part of Zeno Moon, remember? That that was a ridiculous yep. side. And now he's here playing with Tho, who's on top form. Godsmiller, who's regained form. This is a good squad. I think these guys are going to go through. Mm -hmm. Easy as that. I also think the same thing with the Baguette squad. Um, they did replace uh, Extra uh, in the offseason for Rizwell. But I don't think that affects some of their parts that much. Rizwell's still pretty damn good. Um, uh, and I think we can expect to see the French lads once again make it into another season. Yeah, they're just looking to buff up their squad. Extra moved off over to... Uh... I can't remember what team right now, but they're, they're looking good, Baguette squad. We saw them in the trials again, and this is a side that should be able to make a run again. Now the Eagles, um, the team that made the top six in the Montreal qualifiers. Yes, they're going to make it in. This is Eekside, Pondex, and Arju. Oh, this These guys are good. Easy this them. is going to be one. Of, this is easy for them. Like if there's two teams that I suspect are just absolutely smashing out of the upper bracket, it's Ooh. Juveniles and Eagles. That's simple as that, you know. Yep, the only problem I can say, Ixo and Arju have been in this case before with May Contain Nuts last season, Jay, and we know how that went. They were the strongest looking team going in to last season's qualifiers, and they dropped really early. I'm hoping that's not going to be the case again, because these guys have been ripping it up on the ESM, you know, the Rocket Baguette circuit, mm -hmm. and they should be the strongest team coming into this. Like, if they're not rated highest seed, it's purely because we've got one other team that's just come off the back of uh, Montreal, which we'll talk about a little bit later because we differ on that and that is it and finally the team that we do the last team that we agree upon is the underwater squad Bilbo Lorty and Ocelon um, they're, they're a team that I'd say they're hard to justify because like they are they don't have the many results lately I don't think they've got any results in sort of the weekly tournaments nope. but the sum of their parts is ridiculous Bilbo part of Epsilon Lorty a fantastic player Ocelon obviously part of Method from last season and probably the best part of Method from last season mm -hmm. and this is a fucking godlike team I can see them I, again I can see them pretty easily going through um, as the, like the last team in the upper bracket, if not easy lower bracket, no worries for what Underworld Squad, I think. 
Yeah, we talked to Bilberry uh, a little bit earlier in the uh, year, and he was like coming up to this RL RS qualifiers. He didn't know who's going to be with. He thought he was in a real shit position. This is a leftover situation. Him joining Oslan and Lorty is so good. Bilberry's an incredible player. Lorty, I've never understood who how he has not been in RL RS before, and Oslan is just that sort of veteran caliber. So this is a great side to see. Indeed, yeah. So that summarizes our three primary picks. Um, let's go through and talk about some of the teams that we don't agree on, though. I'll start with you, Bacon. Um, mm -hmm. You've got Fade Away to begin. Why do you... Okay, I, I understand why Montreal. you want to do this. Yeah, Montreal yeah. is the main reason why. Here's why I disagree with you. I ignite. Yep. Like, if this was Oslon playing in this team, then that would be the easiest pick of my fucking life. Like, just easy as that. No way I wouldn't... I, I, I wouldn't, you know... Uh, I, I wouldn't count Fade Away away from this top eight. But the fact that, again... I ignites in for Oslom. I ignite has not done enough to prove to me that he is worthy of being in the RLRS, and for that reason, I disagree on this one. I don't think I can. I can pick that. I, I can understand that definitely, and of course, my justification is that T Great extra combo was incredible, so that should work. And I ignite. Hopefully, he's regained his form. The only thing is, we have not been able to see this play team scrim or play together, so we actually have no solid idea. But that caliber of players, they should be able to make it through. Jay, give me one of your squads. My squad, one of the ones that I disagreed on, um, is actually Exalti. Uh, this is Eversax, Zafair, and Kerioni, Um, which, of course, Zafair mm -hmm. is the player that, of course, made, uh, uh, was the player that should have been on Savet Geneva. <laughs> but the fact that he's not there um, uh, uh, means that he's here on the Exalti side instead. Um, There's a team with a lot of potential, and especially especially they proved that potential in the Rewind trial. I think you mentioned it to me back a while ago that they had, like, three or two victories in a row in each of these trials. They so. were top team coming into the finals. They were highest yeah. Yeah. That. They yeah. were hype as fuck and they had a really, really good run. So not only have they got the potential in terms of their name value and in terms of what they've shown, they've also got the results to back it up. And for that reason, Exalti for me is another team that I think are going to make top eight. Yeah, the only thing I can like doubt with that is in the finals themselves, they dropped pretty damn fast. And it's unfortunate there. Um, so... Hopefully they've worked on that over the last like month and just got that like real last hurdle consistency knocked down because they did show times where they were incredible and other times where they were just okay. So your next pick is one bim two bam stake Mike Boy Easy. and Justice. This team is incredible at the moment, doing so much damage together. Mike Boy and Justice, of course, that old MCOM squad, they got rid of um, though because apparently the team just was not working together. You know, like they just had a bit of fallen out. Bringing Stake, who is incredible. And yes, they're super inconsistent, but if they have that day, you know, it's all down to one day of the plans. This is a team that can make it through uppers easy. We saw them win out in that rival... Um, Summer open and do incredible there. So I could see the same thing here. And remember, that was against ROCS and RORS already confirmed teams, you know? I don't know, man. I think the results are a little bit too inconsistent for me. Like they got second at Rewind Trials, they got second at ESM Cup 12, but then they started dropping to top eights and top 16s, and they only got one win in the ESM Cup. So it's just a little bit too inconsistent for my taste. Again, I just, I just, I, I, I see the potential again. You know, my boy yeah. Justice, pretty fucking good players. Stake also fucking Spanish Lord right there. Uh, so you know, it's not the, you know, like this is a team that again I could see can doing damage, but I just. I don't know, man. That inconsistency is really kicking me in the balls on this one, Bacon. But right, in then, their place... Counteract me with another team. Go on. 
In their place, I put the unique stars. Uh, Zodio, Gary Gorlup, and Alexi. Actually, I probably should have taken those out of yeah, the top we mentioned 17. Them so, <laughs> my That's bad. Um, uh, uh, I think That's why I we've got 17, not 16. There we go. Oh, <laughs> fuck. That was my bad. Did I say anything against them? I probably might have done. Um, um, I've got some counterpoints to that. Um, uh, th- th- I mean, look, right. This is the team that I... I, I, had as, I had as a wild card, right? I yeah. I put these guys in ahead of fucking big brain gamers, um, just because I think the big mm-hmm. brain big brain brain gamers are a little bit lopsided versus this team that seemed pretty balanced. Um, they have been able to uh, beat out the discombobulators as well on my list, um, just because they have a couple of decent results as well to uh, um, uh, to their to their name in terms of international experience, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, with the unique stars, I feel like, again, it's a very, very wild card pick for me, and I don't feel like there's 100% of the, there's, there's 100% confidence in me on this one. Um, uh, uh, and I think if there's one team that I could pick to fall out of my top eight, it would be these guys. Um, uh, but I think that just based off the small int- intricacies and the way that I've done things before, I always rate experience above sort of potential. And so these guys have the experience, therefore, I think they've got the opportunity. And I've just realized as well, you've got Big Brain Gamers as your other one. Uh, I really fucked about this up early. real bad. Oh, uh, yeah, my God. Jesus have. Christ. Uh, we've been on a mad tear. We've been working since, like, last Do you Thursday. know what? It's all because you fucking told I me we had, had a, a hard, out, hard out. So now we've been rushing this right. whole fucking show. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. So we've already talked about Big Brain Gamers, so I reckon we finish it off with the discombobulators here, Jay. Uh, Relating Wave, Virtuoso, and Natchitel. This is a team which I would say many might overlook, but these lads have so much potential. They are a wild card spot, yes, and they will just be sneaking that last spot, but Virtuoso is like the strongest Irish player. You've got Natchitel, who's incredible from Spain, and then Relating Wave, who has just been turning up in the English scene. This is one which which if just the stars align, I can see it happening. And they have done good in the past, you know, mm. done great in the uh, trials, done great in the ESM stuff. So I reckon it could happen. I'm, I'm feeling the vibes. I'm feeling the dream. It's like th- this team is this season's intellectuals, you know, this yeah. is the community team that we all want to get behind. I mean, the only reason why I didn't put them in my top eight was, again, the fact that I haven't got a massive amount of... Uh, yeah, yeah is, is, is a little bit inconsistent, and they haven't got a massive amount of international sort of success. So for that reason, um, I can see where they can go. You know, again, Virtuoso mm-hmm. was the, the fucking lad when it came... Well, probably one of the most clutch players at Insomnia when he played in those grand finals. Mm, yep. um, so, you know, it's great. Again, the credit where it's due to the discombobulators right there, I think that they, they could do some damage. But in terms of, like, you know, um, international experience, again, I've got to rate that higher. That's the reason why I picked Big Brain Gamers, because, yeah, they have been a little bit lopsided i think that the team could have a couple of issues in that regard but they did post a pretty good result in the esm cup so there's also that much to, to, to talk about and yeah i just think that some uh, uh yeah i, I think there's, uh, again this it, it sort of proves- became runners up in the in earlier on uh, last week's uh esm just as an fyi fair enough losing out to uh, the juveniles ahead of flump Razon and two bim bam well, look, right. at the end of the day, I think it proves the point I was making at the beginning of the segment was the fact that this is the str- one of the strongest bubble scene fields that we've seen uh, in the RLRS playing. So it's going to be a real fucking tough call. You know, it's going to be a real fucking tough sort of day for a lot of these squads. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a, a challenge when it comes up to this Sunday when they're going to be playing that off. You know, like it's, it's not going to be an easy affair to make it through into the RLRS, although there are eight spots available. Realistically speaking, like, it's going to be a fight and a half, Bacon. It's going to be a fucking war. That is it. Like, <laughs> I cannot take it away. Like, whoever get Like, it. 
is one of those cases, once again, we always say in Rocket League, you play this on a different day, you'll get a different result. Essentially, we're rolling the dice on this one. And to be honest, I wonder how they're going to come up. Snake Eyes, we're going to get all sixes. It'll be interesting to see when it wraps around this coming weekend, Jay. Indeed, yes, it all kicks off on the 29th of September, which is this Sunday. Uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm not going to say anything about who's casting it, Bacon, but you know, you're going to see some familiar well, faces. Well, it's up already there. been announced where has it's it, going oh, to has be. It? Has it yeah, really? they did. Yeah, I swear they've already announced. Hold on, like, I'm I'm pretty sure they didn't. One sec, I'm going to check this. I think we've already given it away. To be honest, with that, <laughs> like. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm it's already been right. announced. Over in Rival, they've got the B stream this season, and of oh, yeah, no, course, sorry, sorry. I'm EU talking about the casting talent itself. And NA I'm yeah, talking yeah, about the casting thing. talent itself. That hasn't been but announced. You know, it's going to be EU's best casters, like you know. Yeah, right, of course, right. you know, like if they, if they left us out, mate, I'd fucking raise hell, mate. Yeah, this is my employee cool. now, so fucking, I've got leverage. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so fucking sinister now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's how Jay gets his gigs. He blackmails them. There you go. And on that bomb. Show. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell, we're going to end. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, no, but seriously, again, make sure you're tuning in, regardless who's casting. It could be me, it could be Bacon, it could be fucking anyone, regardless. It's going to be an amazing time as the bubble scene looks to raise hell this weekend at the RLRS play-ins. We're going to be keeping up with all that bracket, and again, we will mm -hmm. be able to bring you all the results and all the details in next week's edition of Aftershock. Till then, though, make sure you're following the Twitter here at the uh, at the... Uh, sorry, I'm going for my Twitter. There. You can follow me at the Eternal J. You can follow Digital Bacon at Digital Bacon One. But most importantly, follow the podcast at RL Aftershock. Keep up the date with all of the podcast goings on here. Also, if you are watching, if you're not watching live, or if you are watching live on Twitter on Twitch, then make sure you can go ahead and check out the podcast that's available on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, uh, Tune In, and, and and many other podcast platform distributions. So Anchor.fm slash RL Aftershock is the website you want to go to to find your favorite service or request your favorite way to listen. Uh, if you are watching this, of course, via the VOD or audio podcast, then you can find the live version on twitch.tv slash RL. Right, Aftershock going live about 7 o'clock uh, during anywhere from Monday through Wednesday. That might start changing a little bit as the weeks go on. So again, the best place to find out is uh, via the Twitter, uh, mostly because Monday's TCS, Tuesday's going to be Belong, Wednesday's D&D for Digital Bacon, so Thursday might be our only fucking options there yep. now, that nowadays. So again, you want to keep your eyes on the Twitter. That is the best place to find out when we're going to be going live. So... That's going to do it for another week here at RL Aftershock. We'll be back next week for more when the RLRS plans conclude. Bacon, any final thoughts before we head off and you need to rush to whatever it is that you need to do next? A meeting in three minutes or less than that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, this weekend is going to be hype. I can't wait. A uh, little like hint. Uh, the guys over at Rival are cooking up something brand new, which... Um, hasn't been seen in this format. I mean, we uh, Rewind did a little something, something like this, which I think inspired it, Jay. But that's just me uh, with big ego. But definitely tune in this weekend. Uh, NA is on uh, the Saturday. EU is on the Sunday. Uh, they're messing with my Formula 1, so I'm going to have to uh, watch a later <laughs> version of that. But that's fine because I've got a QPR match on Sky on Saturday, so I'm happy about that, to be honest. But yeah, make sure you're tuning in to both those days. Uh, if you can only tune in one of course EU because NA still sucks um, so EU is definitely the one to watch because again like we said roll the dice we don't know how it's going to come out indeed it all takes place on Sunday so make sure you tune in and make sure you tune back in next week for even more of the Aftershock <laughs>